Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, there he is, the man himself. Vulcan, how you doing? Hello, everybody. That's Alex. Across from me, Havoc himself. Garrett, how you doing? I'm doing good. My name is Marvin, your Cyclops of this uh, show. Not uh, what I was expecting. Wow. Xavier. He wasn't in this issue. Yes, yes he, he was. was. The first oh, like, yeah, you're right. panel. Yeah, yeah. Him his Fuck, he forgot. Uh, Wednesday Comics Podcast. We review comic books, also talk about comic book things. And this week, we will be talking about two comic book things. Oh, excuse me. No, one comic book related thing. The other things will be comics. Or we'll be reviewing the comics that came out the week of uh, 10, 16, 2019. Uh, but first, speaking of the X-Men, we'll talk about X-Men number one later. Uh, we wanted to run down the uh, gamut of uh, X-Men titles coming out here. Uh, this is at least the ones that were announced coming out here this month in October. So... We have X-Men number one, which came out this last week. We'll talk about later in the show. Uh, we also have Marauders number one. Uh, writer Jerry Dugan and artist Mateo Lotley create, craft a tale that illustrates how even this glorious new dawn kind faces hardships and oppression from their human counterparts. We got counterparts. We got uh, Kate Pride, Emma Frost, Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman. Sail seas to protect the world from those hated and feared. So we got that coming out there. And what do we say? Alex, you going to try it out? I'm going to give it a try. Garrett? I'll try it too. Oh, wait. Is Kitty Pride still married to Colossus? No. No. When did mm. that change? In uh, Gold, I think. Oh, no, in Gold, they got married. Oh, didn't last very long. Because they, t- they were in... Oh, crap. What was it? Astonishing X-Men? Mm-hmm. They had teamed up and like, I'm sorry that I, I miss... I, mm, I'm done with you, bitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. it didn't last long. They wanted to follow suit with Batman. So in one of those previews, like everything's been leading to this, and then nothing happened. Got it. <laughs> Previously, no, they actually, got, they actually got married, mm-hmm. and then they divorced. Mm. Better than jumping off a roof before you get married. So. Ex- no, I think Voss is trying to. <laughs> Excalibur number one. Uh, this is going to be uh, Timmy Howard and Marcus Toe. Uh, kindness has, has always been special, as the relationship has been with the world or worlds around them. Can the new Captain Britain? Forge a new way through the chaos with her companions Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse. Uh, so there we go. We saw Apocalypse join the X-Men in House of X, one of the last issues there. So he is part of the uh, X-Men crew. Everybody basically is, except for Sabretooth. He said, and technically he's still part of it. He just lives <laughs> in the tree. Uh, so what do you think about that one? No. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think I'm Gambit's your one. favorite? I, I love Gambit and I love Rogue. Rogue? Jubilee? But I don't know if I care about this, not the team on the book, the people working. No, I guess the team on the book. I don't know if I care about the writers that, what, Teeny Howard? Nope, I don't know who that is. My like, pardon me, if it was someone at least I knew, either artist or writer, I would definitely get it. Uh, and it does have characters I enjoy, but I don't You think definitely it's read a book before Marcus Toe Art. I just can't think of what it is. Well, you think of it and you let me know. Because I, if I like the art, yeah, I'd be willing to give it a try. Um, next up, we have New Mutants number one. That is Jonathan Hickman, Ed Brisson, and Rod Rice. Hickman and Rice continue with issue number two as the new generation claims the future. Classic new mutant Sunspot, Wolfbane, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher get together with a few new friends, Chamber, and Mondo to seek out their missing members and share the good news, the mission that takes them 
into space along with the spa- Star Jammers. So what do you think about that one? Yep, definitely going to do that one. Rod Rice? I didn't know it was Rod Rice. Yeah, Rod Rice from Cowl and Secret Empire. Um, uh, but Ed Brisson, he did Dead Man Logan. You know, he's doing Dead Man Logan currently. So, yeah, Hickman gets uh, somebody to join him. I, get, I bet it's Hickman's story, and Ed Brisson's going to write the dialogue and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to get it's got Hickman on the... Uh, but I feel like it's going to be like Avengers New Avengers. That's gonna be, this is going to be like I, yeah, the I feel main like it's companion important. book. I don't know. Star Jammers makes me interested. But then when you said now with the weird thing, Cipher, I thought you said you love Cipher. I love Cipher, but we're going to space. What's he going to talk to then? I guess it's not just trees. He can talk to everything. Yeah, Yeah, he can talk to anything. That's That's why they bring him. He's a translator. Horrible mutant power. You can only talk to trees. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) I live in the forest. This is fine. Um, You go into a a log cabin. And he's not a tree. He's an alien being. So that's why they can talk to him. Wait, what? He's an alien being. Croatia. That's why you can talk to him. Oh. Bro. Don't you remember? He also, he's like in human form. I mean, in, in, in uh, humanoid kind of form. He look, kind of looks like a tree man. Oh, that was him? That was Cypher? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, he's not Gru? the tree. That's Krakoa. Yeah, Krakoa. Okay, yeah, Krakoa. I'm just saying he's not a tree. Who? Cypher or the tree? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Fallen Angels number one <laughs> is, is uh, Brian... Edward Hill with uh, Simon Karansky on the art. Salak finds herself in a new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it, but when a face from her path returns only to be killed, she seeks help from others to get vengeance. Kid Cable and X-23 join uh, Kawana for her personal mission that could jeopardize all of mutant existence. So you go X-23, Kid Cable, and Psylocke. Yep. Ed, uh, Brian Hill on uh, writing it. I like Brian Hill. I like X-23. I've always been an X-23 fan. So Psylocke is great. Uh, I don't know who Kid Cable is. I need actually kid? just Cable as a kid. Yeah. I need one panel. It does say Cable and it says Kid. Explaining okay. where uh, Gabby is. So now, is now, it, now, if Jonathan me. Hickman killed her, I will be pissed. Maybe that's where she's going to show up. And they just reach it out says, yes, somebody from her past returns badger. to be killed. But it's Psylocke. Maybe she knew her from the past? She no, it's probably Phantom I thought that was Xavier. Yeah, well, she slept with him. Now she's fit. You know what? It's X-Men. Who knows? And uh, X-Force number one. This is Benjamin Percy with Joshua Cacera. X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world. One half intelligence branch. One half special ops. Beast, Jean Grey, Sage on one side. Wolverine, Ket Omega, and Domino on the other. In a perfect world, there would be no need for X-Force, but we're not there yet. So we go X-Force number one. I Damn it. See, now that, that team there sounds great. Beast, sweet. Yeah. But it depends on what kind of beast they make him to be. Is he always I do like be? Ben Percy. God, that's like, that's like five. I'm getting like five out of the six new ones. What yeah, about see, Ben Percy? I mean, uh, uh, Beast, were you going to ask? I say they always, it depends on if they make him scientist Beast. I realize this is the CIA team, so he's going to be looking into stuff. But it's always fun to see Beast just beat the shit out of stuff. He's going to be the, the intelligent side. And, of course, there's Wolverine. See, that's one of the things. That it's, got, it's got Wolverine. I might have to get yeah. it. Well, yeah, of course. So yeah. I might I might give this first issues at least a try. Yeah. If I like him, great. I won't get... Um, might be changing my mind about Marauders now. <laughs> about not getting it? Yeah. Well, because I can't get all six. Why? You try one issue. If I you know like I'm getting it, next one. I know I'm getting new mutants. And Fallen and, Angels. And, they're, and, and Fallen now you Angels. Get X-Force. And now, that's, yeah, that's, six, like six books, and that's just, seven books if I get Marauders. Well, as long as they'll come out a separate week, you'll be fine. Not our luck. Hey, all seven one time. Yeah. All of your books. Read this order. week. Are you getting any of these? 
I yeah, I'll probably try the, all the issues once. See how that works out. Um, no, I just, I'm, 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 I'm a little distracted here because I found something uh, hot off the press, October 18th, 2019. The X-Line expands. Um, of course it does. It always Wolverines. expands. Oh, yeah. They're going to do a Wolverine book. I'll be getting that. that That's eight. Good. That's eight X-Men books. So I'm trying to find See? here what yeah, it I'm says. I'm going to Marauders and all I can do it. Uh, what is returning? One of the things that with Dugan being on it, I want to give it a try. Yeah. I'd rather not get the Teeny Howard story if, mm-hmm. if I'm dropping any of them. Well, that's one of that's four what? expanded ones. Now he's going to say there's going to be more. So you're getting six books. It's all talk. You never know. <laughs> it's me. And you know the nice thing is that Marauders just now, looks cool. Most weeks I'm only getting six books anyway. So No, that's six books. No, I know, but that I'm just, take place at one. Because I mean, you're you're signing on for six new titles now, yeah. not including when Marvin's about to tell us our new ones. That will be fine. There's nothing good, and there's nothing else that can happen that'd be great. Uh, let me do a little research. <laughs> Wolverine and his friends. <laughs> what? It is Wolverine. <clears throat> no, okay. If there's if there's a book coming out, like I wish X Force really was the heavy hitters where. They did what they had done in the last one. Was it um, Greg Pak's story where he had um, Warpath, Lady Deathstrike, Sabretooth, Wolverine? Like that sounds great. All right, here but we go. The way they did it, I wasn't good. Wolverine by Ben Percy and Adam Kubert. Fuck yeah. Um, Wolverine number one, Ben Percy, Adam Kubert, uh, Victor Bondakovich. Oh, ben Bigger's good too. Uh, that is coming out in February. So that's actually that's the one when they announced just Wolverine. So there you go. I want them to release the Sabretooth book. <laughs> Him just in stasis, <laughs> being like, it'll be the it'll be the black pages. It'll be all it'll be like yeah, twenty pages of just darkness. All narration. Sabretooth's like, I'm hungry. What's oh, got what's mm. guy got to do? Get some meat down here. Guys, speaking of narration, Alex, I know you're intermediate, but let's get to these reviews. Superman Year One Number Three. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear you guys talk about Frank Fuck Miller and John Romita Jr. <laughs> You know, Al, uh, Garrett, <laughs> issue one and two, I'm like, how does he fucking end this thing? And he ends it probably with the worst one out of all three. It is, it's pretty horrible. I mean, it, even, it opens up with Lois in a, a hydro helicopter. Now, let me break that down, that down for you. She's in a helicopter that can be... It's, a, it's like a submarine, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And fucking Superman... Like for some for no fucking reason, she starts getting like there's like a debris that like starts like the sea starts expanding and like starts like charging this hydrocopter thing. And then she's like getting fucked up and literally to the point that she sucks up water. And then Superman's like comes out of nowhere out of the sea and like pushes her out of the water. Saves her. Yeah. And a panel that might be the uh, most. Um, <laughs> he just like leans his back into it. It might be the most narration I've seen in, in, in a comic book in a while. And if we want to talk about uh, how uh, Tom King repeats things, Frank fuck, dude, Miller. he here. I, I'll let me read. He's, all, he's insane. First off, look at this. Holy yeah. shit! Let me read this to you. Uh, she's not breathing. Her heart lurches and stops cold. She's as good as dead. She's as good as dead. She's as good as dead. I'm not repeating myself three times. It happens three different times. Uh, that's not good enough. I won't let her die. I won't let her die. That's just not right. She's not going to die. 
Keep your wits about you. Keep your wits about you. Remember Scout Camp, what they taught you in Scout Camp. She needs oxygen. She needs oxygen. <laughs> Give it to her. Gently. Don't blow out her lungs. Gently. That's right. That's right. Nothing. No response. Nothing. Don't panic. Don't panic. Work the heart. Work the heart. Nothing. Not a heartbeat. Not a breath. Nothing. Breathe. Breathe. No. No doubt. No questions. No giving up. Keep going. Breathe. I wasn't sure if he's having How sex fucking with her. horrible is that? And then take that times 80 to 100 pages. <laughs> so, also, if he was Do giving her gently. CPR and like pushing down her chest cavity, dead. Well, he said he said a little pressure. Yeah. But you would think that he could lightly suck the water out of her lungs or something. Yeah. Why is he going to do CPR like a normal person? Why doesn't he use his x-ray vision to see what's going on? Oh, it's not even... Here. Done. I don't know. So he saves her. She she He goes... She throws up and keeps throwing up. And even when all the water's out, she feels because she needs to keep throwing up. And I was like, all right, whatever. And so he picks her up and throws her on top of a tree. Says, be right back. Yeah. Literally on the top of like a, like a freaking palm tree. Yeah. It's right there up there. And by the way, this is not the only time he puts somebody in danger by after rescuing them. And I'll, we'll talk oh, about yeah, it later. I do that one. I was like, <laughs> fuck, are you kidding? Like, what the fuck is this? Anyways, we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's at the end. Uh, <laughs> and so then he lands on the beach and he goes, I, I know you guys are there. And his army, old army buddies who don't know it's him. No, he, he calls him out with like an army call. He's yeah. like, hoorah or whatever. And he's, he's like, like out here, outfit, about face. Yeah, about face. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was um, Navy. Navy. Oh, front Marines. and center, man. Don't go all shy at me now. And they'll come and they go, how the fuck did this motherfucker see me? And they come out there and they go, <laughs> um, they go, okay, uh, they're going to beat the shit out of him. So they take out some batons, uh, hit him, and it all just, they all fucking bend. He just smacks a couple around. He takes like one guy and literally throws him against another guy and takes another guy and throws him against another guy. He turns around. He goes, "Hmm, that seemed too weak for them. That wasn't their. That's not their mo." Turns around. They shoot him with these darts in the back. They have electricity. And this is what I was going to ask Garrett. It's new super. No, this is never electricity. Been I guess ever. he's like, "Oh, he goes. This feels good. It's actually supercharging me." The electricity. And I'm like, "This is God. Is it Godzilla now?" Yeah, he's Godzilla. And if Frank Miller knew fucking anything, ultraviolet rays will charge Superman cells. I'm fucking electricity. And I'm like 1.21 gigawatts. It's going to be like, ooh, thank God. This is the right amount of gigawatt that I'm just fucking amping up right now. So they shoot him with some gas canisters. He goes, well, that might not take him down, but the man's got to breathe. I would think he'd be okay. You know what I mean? It's like she's gas canisters. He gets up and he's like, what the fuck? And um, Don't you hate how it changed perspectives with the narration yeah, so many times? It does it, it from first multiple times in this person. book. And there's even one part where he tries to stop these uh, robbers later on. And their narration, without any kind of visual sign, it's the same kind of text, the same kind of uh, narration uh, uh, box. It's just to somebody else's mind, like their narration. And for a second, like there's one later on. It, uh, it's not really that important. But later on, these guys are robbing a bank. And they're like, hmm, went off well. And I was like, what the fuck, Superman gloating? These guys got off the, you know, robbed the bank well. And then, then it changes to him being like, uh, "Here they come! I gotta get, I gotta like stop them." And I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" I re- I read that twice because I was like, "That must be their narration," but there's no indication like that it's somebody else's thoughts. Maybe he's got split personality disorder. Oh, that's why he, it gets he, fucking he goes, worse. Later. Mm. This is not even the worst part. This part I was so like, "Hey, you know what? Okay, you know how I was so before we shit on this some more." The John Romita art in this issue specifically, I thought was great. It was the best out of the three, I think. And after we'll talk about Batman later. Batman's art uh, that had John Romita Jr. also on it, 
I thought that looked so rushed. When it, while reading these back to back, this one actually looks good. And how I've always said that John Romino, his style is not for me. That Batman issue is what I'm talking about. This actually is fine. I would read this every day. But uh, anyways, he knocks the shit out of all those army guys. He goes back to Lois and he's like, she's in shock. She's freezing from being up here and she's all wet still. The fucking guy just like... <laughs> <laughs> wraps her up in his cape. He wraps her up in his cape, but he goes, no, before he does, he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> This is this part made me laugh so hard. Uh, oh, um, got to move quickly, but take a second, just a second. Let me see who she is. She's excited. Her ID and looks Lois Lane. Oh, okay. Then he wraps her in the blanket. Yeah. He's like, not a second to lose. She's going to freeze. Hold on. Let me check who the fuck she is. And it's like a baby vest, how he wraps her in the cave. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they fly off. And then uh, <laughs> Clark. As if she wasn't frozen already. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I thought, too. I was like, he's going to fly it how fast up in the sky where it's colder. It's going to fucking freeze her. Or maybe the cape, I guess, the cape protects her. Um, Then he makes it his mission after that, after he sees where she works and she's a reporter. Oh, Daily Planet. Oh, that's a a big paper. She's a journalist, huh? He goes and gets his journalism degree so he can go work at the Daily Planet. That seems stalkerish, doesn't it? Yeah. This fucking guy, he's like, oh, she works there. And he calls her an angel. When he sees her, he goes, oh, who's this angel? And he looked at her ID. And I was like, "What the fuck is going you know, on?" Here? Lois is so two D in this. Like she's she literally is. the damsel in distress. That's right. it. That's all she's, she's not the strong woman she's meant. Well, to she be. does. She does a um, zip line onto a a roof to take pictures. You know, as oh. a photographer. No, right. she's not the photographer. Jimmy comes along, but he never takes one fucking picture. Yeah. <laughs> she hands he she hands uh, he hands her the camera, and she takes off on the helicopter on the roof and takes pictures. Why did he come? He didn't do shit. Yeah, so I got to ask, is this Go still worse than Grounded? Is this worse than oh, Grounded? Oh, this is 100% worse than okay. Grounded. I mean, Grounded was just a boring story. This is just shit. This is just, it doesn't make sense. Hey, when so later on, he gets to Metropolis. Yeah. And uh, after he gets his journalism degree, he goes to Metropolis. He goes, the big time. All right. And uh, he, well, he does is sit on the he sits on a roof and doesn't do anything. Well, he just he, listens. He saves that kid. Yeah. Right? The, the truck's coming and the kid is going out to get their ball. And everybody's like, oh, no. And he goes and saves them, saves her. And uh, literally. Five people. I got to read it. Say the same fucking thing. Oh, like lightning. And then later on, he says, amazing. He moved like lightning out of nowhere. And uh, and then later he's leaving. He's listening to them. What they're saying. He goes, lightning. He was fast as lightning. And uh, later in fast as lightning. Swear he's as fast as lightning. We get it. Yeah. Like fucking six people say he's fat. <laughs> Nobody would. Everybody wouldn't be like, oh, he's like lightning. Well, Later on in this, he, he, uh, very much. he writes uh, moving in like a tornado. I was like, Jesus, like, God, you're running out of weather events. <laughs> Did they write Kakapoopoo in this book? Oh, buddy. He gets close. Um, anyways, he goes and goes and gets a job like in, by doing nothing. Yeah. He's just sitting in, an, in Perry White's office. Perry comes in and goes, you better prove yourself. Well, no, like, before oh, that, right. before that, he, uh, he does submit his articles to like an editor and there, and, but he doesn't, you know, he's like, I remember what my dad said is I can never be the best. I just got to be just below that. And so like literally he gives this guy a paper and he's like, Hey, it's not, it's not great, but it's, it's pretty good. So yeah, well, we'll see if we can get you a job. But I, Planet. I think also what <laughs> Mr. Kent meant was physically, Right. Never be the best. Yeah. I don't think Superman has the mind that we're all being like, holy shit, this guy must be Superman. Like, uh, my worst, my worst favorite part of this whole issue is when Lex gets introduced 
And then he goes up to him like Lex, like you don't even know what the fuck Lex is doing in this story. He has one page and then Superman like hovers up next to him. And he's like, you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> like, yeah. like Lex is talking about how he's like, oh, Superman is in Metropolis, blah, blah, blah. And then he just Superman think, I don't know, automatically assumes Lex is up to no good. And he's like, you're a goddamn liar. This book is <laughs> so like surface level. Later on, after he goes and get, does the interview with Perry or I mean. Perry walks in and says, don't fuck it up. And then he's leaving. He's like, oh, Lois, she's going to recognize me, so I better get a disguise. Not for Superman. I need a different disguise for Clark Kent. Clark Kent, he's the mask. Superman, who, who I am. What the fuck? No shit. But you don't need to come out and just say that. Anyways, he goes and gets a uh, fucking hat and glasses. He goes, yeah, dressed to unimpress. That's me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so is it blank label because it's shit? <laughs> I'm never... This has established for me that Frank Miller has Alzheimer's. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anymore. I'm sorry. Like, he just, he cannot write anymore. I imagine he knew exactly what he was doing. and I feel like it just, is a satire on Superman. I mean, obviously, 100% it is. But it's just like, holy shit. Frank Miller, I, you have not written something good in the last 20 years. Oh, later. So later they, they go, hey. Something's happened in Gotham City. And so uh, they go to get Clark, and Clark's not there, and they're like, oh, he must be halfway there already. And Clark's getting dressed as Superman in the, the fucking uh, mop room, whatever the fuck you call it, custodian's office. And he opens the window, and he goes, I can hear... He, and they talk shit about him. He's like, I hear them talking shit about me. He goes, one day they'll, see, they'll know who I am, and I'll show myself to everybody, and they'll be impressed. One day they'll see me for who I am, and they won't talk shit about me no more. And I was like, "That's not Superman." Yeah. The fuck is like Patty and Joe? Yeah, he's like, "Fuck, they'll see me. I'm the best." And I was like, "This is a bad guy or something?" And no, it's it's Superman. Anyways, um, here let me actually read exactly what he says because I actually didn't do that justice. Useless. She scarcely whispers the word, but it sticks him like a hot poker. It always does. Each and every time she says it, useless. Like he's nothing. Like he's worthless. Well, first off, we're doing third party, well, third uh, uh, person, person narration. It's not even Clark anymore. It's the narrator, and then literally it changes to him. Anyways, uh, it's like he's worthless. One of these days, he'll show her how worthless he is. He'll show them all. He'll just up and throw away Clark can't clean away. He'll put on his colors and he'll keep them on. That'll show them. That'll show them all. Hell. Uh, no, he'll put on his colors and he'll fly away. He'll just fly off. Just like that. Up, up, and... And then, the panel when he jumps out and there's like a lightning strike, it looks like he's dead. Yeah. I thought he got shot or something. <laughs> like, I looked at it like 15 times. I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw his... Because his, his eyes look like they whited over like he got shot. And he's like, going like this. That's just, I guess, they make him try to look up. Anyways, what the fuck? Uh, this is not, we're not the worst part yet, anyways. We're we'll getting close. That. And it has to do... I'll skip this part here where the hostage is happening. Uh, oh, the Except FBI. for the baby. Do you remember what the FBI said? What? They go, uh, Commissioner, uh, bollocks, he's in a hurry to see us open fire. And they go, what? Shoot a kid? And then the other FBI person goes, that's what they're called hostages. What <laughs> the fuck is going oh fucking on? <laughs> what does that even mean? No, hostages? hostages? That doesn't mean shit like about shooting. It's not even like a play on words or anything. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, Superman goes and saves this little kid uh, from these uh, people keeping people hostage in uh, Luther Tower. Um, and so he sees the kid and he goes, good girl, good girl. Got the thing to keep you just warm. Good little girl. And she throws up on him. 
And he goes, good parents. You got yourself good parents there. She gave you your own phone. Make my job easy for me. Which, first off, this kid's like four or five years old. Right. Why is the parents giving their phone? And you, there's no indication that the way that she's drawn, that she could hold a phone on her. Is this the one where he wraps her in, the, in his cape? And then cape? he wraps her in her cape. He says, this is perfect. By the way, the girl throws up at him. He never mentions it. Yeah. He just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. He's got baby. He's not even like, oh, like make a joke about it or something like that. It, she just throws up and don't have to throw up on him. And uh, he wraps her in her cape, in his cape, and then on the like, roof. Yeah, he hangs her from like he hangs her from something the on the railing. roof until the cops come up and get her. What? <laughs> yeah, so he just ditches his cape, has her wrapped in there, but literally, like you can see like part of her like chest and neck, and so she's like hanging, <laughs> like she could fall out of that fucking thing. Sleeves are like a little, little monkey. There you go. Just hangs her by the oh, door. Oh, list okay. List is not like he left her up on a tall building. <laughs> but it is a tall building. Yeah, it is. Oh, he, he's up on the he top f- of the building. He flies up there. That's why oh. she throws up on him because she they were flying. She goes, Whoa. and then he goes, oh, "You stay up here. I got some business to do." And he goes down to take care of the hostage. I mean, the terrorist people holding them hostage. Well, actually, he goes to Lex. That's what. But yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. There's no build up to Lex actually being in this, and then he just goes on. You're a you're, liar. You're a goddamn liar. So that was pretty like. Uh, uh, so he shoots the. They all try to shoot him, and the bullets go back and shoot them. And then Lex comes out and says, "I think that's like <laughs> the first time they're meeting in this whole co- comic, all three issues." Right. Uh, we hear uh, Lex. We see Lex's intro monologue, which is a different color. First, off. it is. Yeah. So they didn't learn it there. Be like, hey, we should probably make this a different color, right? <laughs> um. And then, yeah, the first thing he says to him is, "You're a goddamn liar." <laughs> He goes, I'm not your lackey. I don't take orders from you. And then... But there's like no context for why we'd ever say that. (laughs) Then Lex goes, come in here. See this Batman motherfucker that's been uh, doing stuff in Gotham? He goes, well, at least he's taking care of crime and not hurting anybody. He goes, well, let me show you something, actually. Some footage. (laughs) And Batman has a gun. So then we cut to Batman on a a boat holding bad guys at gunpoint saying, don't make me kill you. Oh yeah, he threatens them. He it, with a laser sight right in their fucking back, and he says, "You're going nowhere, not for a long, damn long time." And he says, "Keep moving, pirates, or you're all dead." He has a fucking gun to them. There's one part where he says, and "Yes, I do aim to kill." Yeah, like whatever he says. What the yeah, fuck? It's so bad. Anyways, Batman, I the Batman written in this is so fucking off. Yeah. Like it's not even like close to Batman. I'm going to read you some dialogue. Hey, a second here. Frank Miller is the one who wrote uh, Dark, Dark Knight Returns, Returns, Dark Knight Returns. Batman Year One. Bat- Those so, two so are the, his so the, best Batman books, but Dark Knight which, Strikes Again, Dark Knight 3, crap. So the, but, I mean, the man knows how to write Those Batman, two are like staples of Batman. They're what people base, like, Batman Begins is based it. on Year One. Yeah. Like, and to go, to not even get close to Batman tells me what you said, Garrett. The man's not right. No, there's like, something there's going no on there. And I can't believe DC... I know he was sick, but why is, why is DC letting him write books still? I know. Why would you ever give this guy a platform to just fuck over Give him characters? some sort of legacy contract. Say, hey, well, you can come to like press stuff. You can be the Frank Miller signing autographs for us. Right. We'll pay you for that. Like We want you to help you because you were sick. Uh, but he doesn't need to write books, dude. Yeah. Just anyway, bad. I'm going to read some of this fucking dialogue. Well, anyways, uh, Lex and uh, Joker are working together. I don't know what it's to do with anything. But Batman goes down there and beats the shadow Joker. But you never see it. It's off camera. Yeah. There's all this noise. And he goes, um, 
But first, you're going to share, Joker. You're going to share just a little bit of the pain you love giving so much, and you hear snap. Not one bone is broken. Not one. Honest. I was just like, okay, what's the snap? Yeah, what's the snap? Because they're all broken. Um, Let me skip ahead, because I need you to hear this Batman dialogue. It's so fucking horrible. You would think that somebody stole the bat suit, uh, like like, uh, Mr. Plastic Man, stole the bat suit, and is pretending to be Batman. But there's never any indication that it's not Bruce. Um, So uh, they get to the top of the roof. Superman and Batman, and they're like, fuck you. They're going to fight, right? Which is like Batman versus Superman. Exactly that scene. (laughs) Here's the dialogue. I'll do the uh, low voice for Batman. I'll do a higher voice for Superman. So, you know, oh, you're going to hurt you self-righteous, self-possessed, self-absorbed sack of. Stop it. Cut out with all the crappy schoolyard baiting. Come on, hit me with everything you got. Bring it on, bad boy. Oh, you're just begging for it, man. You're just begging it for it. Do you know, you think I don't know who you are? You think I don't know how you work? I got you scanned. I got you tested. I got you diagrammed. I got you down cold. You're out of your mind. Sure. Tell yourself I'm crazy. That's what they all say before I hand them their heads. And then Superman, you're crazy. If you think you could drop me with electricity, it's just food for me. It can't destroy me. It only makes me stronger. Well, pardon me all over the place. It only makes you stronger. <laughs> God, it's so bad. Uh, it sure as hell doesn't make you any smarter. And smarts count, space cadet. <laughs> so fucking bad, dude. I'm taking you down hard, soups. More cheap street talk. I'm done talking. This is going to hurt. And then he takes these fucking gauntlets. And punches him in the stomach. This is after he shot him with electricity and it didn't do anything. He shot him with canisters and it didn't do anything. He uh, like locked up his feet and he got out of them in two seconds. So he typed. Oh, let me punch this guy. Cotlets charged with enough juice to punch in the bank vault. He doesn't even budge. I hate this guy. What is this man made out of? Damn. You got it all. You gave it all you got, pal. Hang it up already. All I've got. You want to see all I've got? Then he punches him in the face, which Superman does. With he punches that? him with his regular hands. He takes the fucking gauntlets off and punches him in the face, and Superman does go like this, like flinch. I got plenty, plenty enough to set pea-sized brains of yours riding around and steal Jack's skulls. Lunatic. Suicidal lunatic. One punch, and I'll splatter you like Jello. No. And then Wonder Woman, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere, we've never heard of Wonder Woman in three issues. If she wasn't in this issue up to this point, shows up and grabs Superman's hand to stop him from beating the shit out of Batman. It says, guys, let's work together on a team. Some sort of justice. Yeah, we need to go get justice. And then they're just like, all right, I guess we're working together. By the way, this is not the worst of Batman dialogue. It comes up here in a second. Uh, so so Wonder Woman and Superman ex, uh, get into Luther's uh, office from the back. Uh, what do you call that? balcony and luther's in the fucking dark first off turn out a fucking light he's like yeah. working his computer's on he's in there he's like what's up amazon and space war something like that and it's like the fuck how does he even know <laughs> like they just met um anyways here we go and so batman comes in in the front and he takes out all the security guards which first off they're bandaged not only their eyes like he wraps it around them not only their nose everything he's fucking suffocating these people 
like their eyes, their nose, and their mouth are all covered with some sort of cloth, and like it's wrapped up tight behind their head, and it's all full with blood. So you, you beat the shit out of them, and then cover them so they will drown in their own fucking blood. First off, and they're all these security guards. They're not like <laughs> I want to see a okay, picture. It's not like they're. Uh, well, if you don't have it up, I can I can see when I, I know, get it. I'm just, zooming in. I just right. They're fucking dying. <laughs> oh my god! It's so bad. It's just. And horrible. this is what he says. Because uh, Wonder Woman inside the building, inside the room, I mean, and Batman's outside. Says your eyes show your thoughts. Maybe I'll kill you right now. And then from the outside, somehow Bruce hears her, and says. Now you're talking, princess. This would be a lot more simple if we stopped playing this whole damn polite. And then, for some reason, the secretary's still like, hey, sir, you can't go in there. He just fucking beat the shit out of how many people? Um, One, two, three, four, five. Five guards. And she's like, sir, you can't go in there. He's busy right now. (laughs) This guy's not going to give a shit. And he goes, hold all calls, Mercy. Take the rest of the day off. Your boss is indisposed. Uh, it basically just ends with a shoehorn plot with Lex, like somehow Brainiac is coming to Earth, and it ends with Superman flying. And afterwards. Superman, yeah, goes up to Lex and goes, "You're gonna love prison, Luther, with all that crime busting you keep bragging about. You're gonna be really popular with the other prisoners, right? Popular? Seems he's gonna get raped. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's going to be like, you're gonna get, you're gonna get, and yeah. And then he's like, he's like, hey, by the way." Brainiac stole uh, some of your Kryptonian friends in the uh, city of Kandor. He has it in a bottle. Which, first off, Superman doesn't know who this Brainiac is. He doesn't know anything about Kandor. We've never seen anything where where uh, Jor El has shown him his history. Yeah, right. Any of these three issues. So how is he supposed to know? Like he doesn't even know he's Kryptonian. And Luke uh, Luther tells him this, and he goes, "I gotta go save them." And Superman flies into space, and you see like Brainiac like drawn into the background, but it's not actually him. It's just like a, like a silhouette thing. And the book ends there, being like, I got to go save my people. And it says, like, oh, go. It says, like, in big text, like, um, the never ending battle begins. This man, this Superman. And that's why I told Garrett, I go, is there more? I don't I think, think so. I think it's just like your imagination. I think like, it's just supposed to be year yeah. one and be like, okay, he, he, that's the beginning of Superman, guys. Fuck. Uh, series, a 0.5 out of 10. Um, I'm going to give that it an issue. I give a three. I was going to give it a one. For yeah. the art, but the art also was... It's not my favorite, but also it looks better than any genre reader there I've seen recently. Mm. Uh, his old stuff actually looks good. and But, the, I mean, the genre reader of today, Batman, you guys saw today, like, that's the guy I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened to him. He just draws fast. This issue he actually took time with. The coloring looks great, too. But the dialogue, the whole fucking story, what a waste of time, these three issues and of money. Been. What I an mean. issue of... What a waste of money. What a, what a waste of publishing. Like right. this could have been three issues of somebody that had that's new coming up, taking their stab at Superman to put their stamp on Superman, and it seems to me that, um, you know how I know also that maybe uh, Frank's not all there because he would say stuff. He would be like, um, he would just be like, this is not what happens in the book at all. But it'd be like this. He would just like say Mary. And then he'd go, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Like he would say a piece of dialogue and it would remind him of, of some sort of either a phrase or song. And he would literally put that in the book. And you'd be like, it has nothing to do with anything. And I forgot what it was. There's one in this issue at the beginning. And I was like, that has nothing to do with anything. You just heard that dialogue and we're like, oh, let me put that in too. And I was like, dude. Yeah, this is uh, 
put the nail in the coffin. I will never get a new piece of Frank Miller's work ever again. I'm done. I can't. I've been burned so many times in the last like 10 years of getting new Frank Miller stuff. He just can't do it anymore. I just, I, I didn't, <clears throat> I can't believe they publish this. I know. I'm, I'm shocked that Dan DiDio and Jim Lee would be like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Good. I can't believe they out. didn't see these and be like, let's just put out a Superman year one. We repaid the guy. So let's make a trade. We'll put it out silently and nobody even know it came out. Yeah. And that way it doesn't have to, like, we don't have to like put this on the black label. Right. That's going to ruin this for the people thinking what black labels about. Well, that's the thing is that, I mean, how many Black Label books have come out now? We've had uh, Curse of the White Knight and all that jazz. We're going to have Damned. Harlene. Damned. This. You know, these other books are great. Mm-hmm. This is, what a horrible statement. At least those other out. books are different. Right? They're different, but like they're also planned out and like good. It's <laughs> interesting different. Like it's, oh, what would happen if Batman died and was trying to, you know, figure out who killed him, not even killed him, but all, I just... If you, Man, if I didn't you ever read this issue, and I'm so insulted, and I don't, I'm not a big Superman fan by any means. Well, this would not, this would not be converting you in, into a fan. Oh, well, that's the thing. But I'm thinking for like Garrett. You I mean Superman is your your? I don't know who this is, is the for. most important. Yeah. It's not for new people. It's not for old people because there's a lot of like old stuff that he try to reference. But the characterization of Superman throughout the three issues has been so consistent of a guy who wants to do right but also wants to be popular. And then he says, oh, uh, Pa Ken, in this one, he's like, Pa Ken told me never to be too good, just enough. But in that first issue, he was super popular and won everything. I know, but he was part of the losers. Like, <laughs> or what, was it, what are they called? The weirdos. weirdos. The weirdos. Yeah. But he won everything. Like, he yeah. didn't hold back at all. When he was in the army, he didn't hold back at all. He was always way ahead of the rest of the right. guys. So all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, he's like, oh, when I write this paper, though, like, it's not going too far. And how does he get his suit? He just had it. Yeah, like he put just, in his backpack. Yeah, he's ready. he had in his backpack. They never brought like, it. Oh, this is my date suit. Even when he's like, "Oh, I should be Clark Kent," and he goes down there, like he just goes to the store and grabs a hat and glasses. Goes, "This is it." Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like there's no. Even if it felt like rushed, it doesn't even feel rushed. There's so much stuff in here that doesn't need to be in here, and if all three issues to tell one cohesive story. There's so much that just is like in there just to be in there. Like Wonder Woman doesn't even in this book. She doesn't really do anything. She stops Superman from punching Batman, and that's it. They go into Luther's office. Superman talks to Luther, and one and, and Diana says like one line, right? And Batman's killing everybody. And Batman knocks a shit out of everybody. But after that, she's gone, and he flies up to the space. There's no reason for her to be in this book. I guess yeah, I thought there would never be a story that'd be worse than Superman Grounded, but I found it. And it's this hundred percent. I just I'm, even um, Romita Junior. I can't believe that he's like. Yeah, I'm drawing this. I'm drawing these pa- these panels. Going, yeah, this is gonna be a great book. Well, what I saw, Romina Junior is like, hey, if you ever get to work with one of the greats, you got to do it. And so that's why he's just like, well, it's Frank Miller. I think I also uh, Azarello, he said the same thing in the interview when he did uh, Master Race. He's yeah. like, if you're gonna work with your your hero, might as well do it. And I was like, guys, though, at some point, Sammy's gotta go up to Frank and be like, hey. You don't just have retire, anymore, bro. Like, yeah, just retire. It makes no sense. Go start signing a booths, man. I'll say, live off your royalties from Sin City. It's so bad. Uh, on the first four books. It's so comedically bad. And I also was saying, when I read this issue, if you ever wanted, to, if you're an inspiring comic writer and be like, man, it's too hard. I don't have good ideas. Like, I, like I can't do it. Uh, read this and be like, okay, it's possible. <laughs> you could literally, yeah, do one thing and it'd be I there in this. this. Like if Frank can make a living off it doing garbage, so can I. You know how sometimes we say like this uh, one issue uh, could have been one page. Well, these three issues couldn't have been any less, but they shouldn't have been this long. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like one, two pages of every part of the story. Like he fought uh, the king of Atlantis for what reason? And they set up that plot that he was going to get revenge on him. Do you never see that again? <laughs> no, it never comes like, up. Uh, uh, Lana. Never see her again. Never see her nope. again. And he told her then he would never don't see again. Ma or Pa again. Nope. I, who knows? He might. They might be dead, but he doesn't. Yeah. He just says, "Hey, bosses, not to, not to be uh, show off." But he didn't mean on a fucking paper, Clark. Nobody thinks you're Superman, super brain over here, brainiac. They think you're strong and you can fly. Like yeah. <laughs> never once have I seen him, uh, in any kind of Superman uh, uh, media be like, "Hey, dude, you did good in this SAT. Are you Superman?" <laughs> like, is there <laughs> I think the only one that I, when you bring it up is I think of Superman Earth One. Um, love that. And, that, and that's a great book. But I, but he is super smart in that one. That I know people started to go, oh, he's so smart. But I don't think it ever led to, oh, that guy's Superman. Guy Superman. They were never, they so were never know. Like he doesn't show that skill off when he's Superman. Yeah. Like they're never going to be like this guy's fucking doing ar- arithmetic on that building. They're like, oh, look at the geometry that this fucking guy knows. Let's match that right into the writing <laughs> over here. <laughs> God. You know what though? I'm glad we took the bullet. For everybody yeah. to listen to this and be like, hey, I want to try that out. Don't. Yeah. It's like watching... Uh, it was, it's funny while it lasts. The money was not funny. I'll tell you yeah. that much right now. 30, right. Well, I mean, 24 bucks. So $24 yeah, 24 bucks for what? But 240 pages? It was like even this issue at the beginning of that narration where he's like... Oh, uh, he says like the same thing like five times. It didn't make me laugh. This issue didn't make me laugh. And if that was, if you're right, if this is some sort of parody on Superman and Frank Miller's playing this 4D chess where he's like, I'm going to, I fucking hate Superman and make the worst fucking Superman three issues right. ever. And it's going to be a parody how stupid he is. And he's going to be, I'm going to do all this shit where he's going to fucking mermaid. He's going to, he's going to throw a, a baby on the roof and a blanket. Uh, he's going to almost kill Lois because he freezes her to death. All this stuff. If that is his purpose, then actually, I would. I'd be like, "Hey, he's pretty good." So, I would say, if it's intentional, then bravo. But yeah, if it's it's hard, I it, mean, it's hard to think. If it's my accident, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I thought I was telling the best story I ever could," you're a liar. You're a goddamn liar. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything more phoned in than this. You know what, though, and I you say this all the time in here. Like, I don't ever like. So there's some people, um, and, and you know, I when I was younger, about I would say about like from 22 to like 26. I was this kind of guy who I was like, I wanted to see like the the people be like, what's the top hundred movies of all time? And I want to watch those movies. Like that's all. I would, and I would read reviews and be like, I would only watch movies that were good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the last uh, few years, I realized that you can't always because then you'll nitpick stuff that you're like you'll be nitpick being like, yeah, this is bad about this movie. And be like, no, dude, go. On, you got to watch some shit every once in a while. You got to read some stuff that's not always great. You know, maybe just read it and see if it's interesting because you also, A, you find gems, you know, when you don't, you look at stuff that's not super popular and super critically acclaimed, you'll find stuff being like, hey, I like this. And you'll find two. Everyone, so you find something and be like, okay, yeah, that's bad. So I know what I'm watching is good. At least, you know, so yeah. that, I do thank Frank for that. <laughs> that. I have a baseline. We know good stuff now. I have a real good baseline now of what's not great. I think after hearing your, your guys' review for Superman year one, number three, or whatever. Uh, it actually makes me feel better about Spider-Man 2 by J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams and art by Sarah Pichelli. Now, uh, Garrett doesn't get it. The uh, hashtag guest host one does. Mm-hmm. Marvin didn't get one, right? You didn't get one or two. Okay. So I'm the only one who read it. It's going to be a really quick review. Uh, the, the art was great, actually. I really did enjoy it. But I was telling 
Garrett, at least. I don't know if Marvin heard me at this point in time. Uh, so we're, I'm just going to spoil the whole shit out of this book. Uh, Benji, or Benny, whatever name you want to call him, is Peter Parker's son. In the first issue, Mary Jane and Spider-Man are fighting uh, Cadaverous, and MJ dies. Oh, my God. Heart's broken. First issue was spectacular. You get into this one. And Ben is mad at Peter for being a shit dad, but the son doesn't realize that Peter had a hard time with Mary Jane dying. I mean, that's, you know, other than Gwen Stacy, the love of his life, probably the most important person in his life. And so Peter kind of up and left. He's like, you know what? I can't do this. It's like a deadbeat dad. Yeah. To Ben, he feels like a deadbeat dad. And, you know, he's never here. He's always doing this other stuff. Well, the son gets shown that his dad is Spider-Man. And the son's still like, fuck that. I don't give a shit. That dude's a dick. I hate him. And so he's at, he's at dinner with Aunt May. And Aunt May, you know what? I'm surprised that woman's still alive. Yeah. Like in this book, she actually seems to have gotten younger. Right. <laughs> after Ben uh, was born. So Ben's like, fuck this shit. And he goes to school the next day. And he runs into this girl. And in the first issue, he had fought a bully and beat the shit out of him. And this girl goes, you beat up that bully yesterday. That's super hot. Oh yeah, and that's not even what she. I mean, that's not what she says, but that's how she's acting. She's kind of, kind of emo. She's kind of doing her own thing. Okay, cool, whatever. She goes, "What's your address?" And Ben's like, "Uh, okay, that's cool." Gives her the address. She shows up. Kind of looks like Black Cat. Turns out she, they're not doing a costume party. Sorry, I got this. Smoked twelve packs a day, and it was catching mm, up to me. Mm. Anyway. They're going to go in graffiti stuff, and apparently Ben's unaware of that and goes out with this girl. They're going to go spray paint stuff. The cops show up and go, hey, freeze. Okay, I'm sorry. You freeze, don't, the, the one thing is he walks up and he holds <laughs> the handcuffs like, freeze. And it's like, really? Are you an idiot? So they go take off running, book it, book it, book it, book it. And Ben goes, okay, I think I can do this. I got this. Let's do this. I can do it. I'll show you. And he puts his hand up goes, and webbing comes out just on obviously the body Sam makes Rammy it. style. Yep, Sam Raimi style, just organic and strumming. And as long as you believe you're Spider Man, you can do it. Tried it, doesn't work. Anyway, they're web sling, web sling, boom, run into a billboard, and then they're just sitting there chit chatting, blah 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 blah. And so we get to the final part of the book, and no, not sorry, not the final. The xenomorphs get sent after. Spider-Man, I forgot. Cadaverous apparently watches TV in whatever vault he's living in with his xenomorph robots. And he goes, go get them, my kids. So they go, <laughs> the xenomorphs go and destroy Oscorp Tower. Alex, you're not you're not wrong here. I was like, I was like, man, really can a J.J. Abramson, I don't know Henry Abrams, but book really be that bad? And also, I was curious, Superman, you're one, number three. What is it? What the, What's the rating on uh, comic book roundup? They both are pretty pitiful. 5.8 for Superman, uh, Spider-Man 2, and then 4.4 for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like they're both, yeah. I great. mean, it, it, it was fine if... It, first issue, I thought was really spectacular. And then to get into this, one, I was like, what a letdown. So I was anyway, going to say, you guys were gloating about the first issue. First issue was, was good. incredible. Was awesome. What yeah. an imaginative story. What a way to actually kill Mary Jane off and still be like, wow, my heart was into this book. Uh, and even the... Like, Peter Parker's hand had just gotten mangled and destroyed. He actually has a hook now for a hand. It's like, oh, cool. Super Grimes. That's really interesting. Spider hook. So then when we we go to lift up this rubble and Ben is talking, going, um, I'm going to help you get this rubble off you. And I'm 
kids Spider-Man. And the, kids, the guy's like, are you Spider-Man? Well, I'm not sure. He's not sure if he's Spider-Man, but he's wearing the spider suit, can web sling. He's like, okay, uh, dude, just own it. And they're running away from the Xenomorphs. Spider-Man well, gotta pulls ask a crane. He has a hook for a hand. So isn't it more obvious that Peter Parker's Spider-Man? No, no, no. So Peter Parker hasn't been dressed as Spider-Man since Mary Jane died. Yep. So, so now it's just the son is Spider-Man. He's not once dressed up as Spider-Man. So he just is Peter Parker. Yep. Yeah. He's just Peter Parker as a photographer. And he's actually over in the Middle East looking at uh, a destroyed town. And he's taking pictures. And there's you see this little girl sitting there holding the hand of someone who's dead under a, dead, under a building. I was like, oh, my God. Like the one heartfelt thing. I just, I'd rather just see Peter struggling through this. And then you get all this jokey, quippy shit from the not Spider-Man who thinks, I don't know what he is. Anyway, throws the crane on the xenomorphs that apparently killed all the xenomorphs because they're just in that shape of a crane that it, it fell on him. So we get back to the house and Peter's like, hey, Spider-Man. And that's how it ended. Is he goes, hey, Spider-Man. Who said, hey, Spider-Man? Peter Parker. He's oh. now apparently back in town. Because he had well, seen he the was TV. in the first issue. He, he was, but then he, he to, left. Yeah, that's right. And now he came back, apparently, after seeing on the news. Because I'm assuming he knows that Cadaverus is going to come find him. Because he thinks there's a Spider-Man. So. Like, woof, Buzz, woof. Like, there are parts where, <laughs> when it's Peter Parker, it's great. And unfortunately, they made this kid quippy. And it's not like he's nervous quippy. It's like he's, well, he's 12 years old. He can't decide what the hell he wants to do. And the whole time, he even tells the girl, he goes, yeah, my dad was Spider-Man. Uh, I hope that's pretty cool. You want to you bang? Jesus. He doesn't say that. But that's <laughs> just, I was so excited for this book. Who's doing know, the art? Pichelli. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. So the art, like, the art looks great. And the first issue really did set the standard of going, this book should be amazing. And maybe this is the one week issue out of the five. I mean, I'm going to continue it. I want to finish it up. You think JJ wrote the first one? The second one, he's like, hey, Henry, take over. Yeah. I, it very well could be that JJ is like, okay, let's write this up. Oh, beautiful story. And he's like, hey, Henry, I got to go work on Star Wars. You want to finish this last issue of Spider-Man? <laughs> he's like, all right, got it. All right, let's make this stupid over here. I, I mean, the art is the saving grace. I'd give this a four. Yeah. But I was so disappointed. All JJ right. comes back and he's like, uh, did you finish that, Henry? Holy shit. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention something in this uh, Superman Year One, uh, number three. Um, and I do feel like it is worth bringing up because uh, it was so fucking random. And this is what we're talking about for this book. So I mentioned that Wonder Woman's on this whole series until she stops Superman from punching Batman and says, hey, let's work together. And they decide to work together. So they go to Alexa's office and say, and basically he's like, hey, this can door or whatever he had. And Superman's about to leave. And Wonder Woman goes, hey, give me a kiss to remember you, Bob. Oh, I remember that part. Fuck. And what? I was like, you fucking just met that night? What do you mean, a kiss to remember to you, Superman? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, kiss and she, on the cheek. She, and she, no, he kisses her on the forehead. On the forehead, yeah. And then she goes, huh? Like, she's like, so she goes, that boy scout. And she flies away, and I was like, you don't know him. First off, why did he even give you a kiss? Like, you don't know him. It's the first time you met, and why would you even want one? Like, I don't understand. Like, she's an Amazon princess. She's not going to go, hey, I want a kiss. Like, what the I'm heck? surprised they didn't just bang, because that's how this book seems to be. Hey, mermaids, <laughs> bring it. Oh, yeah. All right, I gotta I gotta Go change ahead. this shit show around. We got uh, Gideon Falls number seventeen. Oh, I was hoping, by I thought, Jeff I was hoping go for the next shit. Or by uh, Andrea Sorrentino. No, I want to talk about a good book. Like this is a, this was good. Um, we got Norton slash Danny. Danny actual is with his sister, and Father Fred is where 
Dr. Zoo. The Norton Sinclair that we know is, yeah, with Dr. Zoo on the other Gideon Falls. Um, so now he's in the, no, Wilfred's in the future. Yep. And Danny's in the past. Right. Correct. Or the current timeline. Okay. I don't know which one's the current. Yeah. And I would say the one that we've been reading the whole time is the current one. Like past, uh, like with Father Fred, like learning about the murder and everything in the town. And like Danny not being around and, and all they that. They do show a computer, uh, and not this issue. I think it was the last issue, one before that, where Danny is now. And the computer does look kind of older. So it's like 90s, I think. Like late 90s. But then what if the story takes place in the 90s? And where Fred is now, I think that's supposed to be like 70s, 80s. Okay. Really? Well, I was going to say, I think, Wilf- I think Wilfred's in the past now. Because then when we run into, well, I'm just going to rush it. When we run into the bishop, the bishop goes, oh, Dr. Zoo, you look awfully young. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. No, wait, that wouldn't make sense. If he's, awfully yeah, he's young. in the future. Wilfred's in the future, right? He's yes. in the past. He's 70s, the 80s. And they're in like the nineties, I think. Who knows? Anyways, we'll find out. The bishop guys. and the bishop does all this shit. And he's like, "Hey, we're going to bring you back to that guinea falls you just came from," and shows this machine. And I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a big eyeball machine. So, for some reason, though, this uh, the the bishop and all the priests are in on this whole thing. Wasn't the bishop the previous father that we read on that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And so I guess they have all this technology to make him jump through dimensions and time. So it's getting all fucking crazy. This is the book I told you guys. When you think you know where it's going, it's like, hey, this is, we go this way. That's where they're like, hey, bitch, I got a time machine, the adventure machine. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, like, this book is. And then their father. Should be a shit. Uh, the actual Sinclair possesses him and uh, kills uh, all the nurses and doctors. Mm-hmm. Stabs them in the back. At least one of them. I saw two. You saw two? There was one on the floor oh. and one on the bed. Oh. Oh, okay. I was like confused. Cliffhanger. Oh, that the was end. the dad. That yeah, was the dad killing him. Yeah. So I, he's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't do this." Okay. And it's like, yeah, because that guy's in him. I was confused. Yeah, the smiling man is inside him, and he wasn't gonna let I him wake so up confused. until he he agreed to let him share his body. Yep. Okay. Because I I thought I idiot me was thinking that was when Wilfred came over and I thought I'd Wilfred kill anybody. Now it makes sense. The yeah. dad. I know they're. I'm, <clears throat> I understood they're in the hospital. He's got a beard like Jason Aaron. Dude, the dude, dude, beard is wicked. Well, he's Didn't been get in a any coma, blood so. in it. Yeah, he's been in a coma. So no blood in that. Beard. But it's all it's fantastic. It's great as it's, always. Uh, Sorrentino's art, fantastic. Um, the part where uh, it said forever and ever, like all yeah, over yeah. the place and yeah. stuff. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, I read this right after Superman Year One Number Three, which was like fucking 100 pages, and uh, this one seemed like it went by in two seconds. That's almost the danger of this book because yeah. of those two page spreads. It goes by like this, and you got to wait a month for the next one. So. Right. Well, that's the nice thing that Sorrentino knows how to do storytelling with the art, and that Jeff Lemire knows how to. Hey, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't need to drown you with words. And Here's I think I do think eventually, though, we're going to get like that issue that's going to kind of explain this whole universe, which would make a reread a lot of fun, kind of thing. I agree. Yeah, I think he'll introduce you know, when you know all the secrets yeah. and all these things. Yeah, and I'm not complaining when I say the book was like this. Yeah. It, it doesn't move the plot forward enough to be like, oh, well, what's going to happen next? Because I am excited for the next issue after what happened in this one. But uh, like you said, Alex, he does tell a lot of stories through the art. So that's why it goes fast, especially mm-hmm. in Sorrentino's art when it's like two yeah. pages. And uh, you kind of just need to look at it for a little bit and be like, okay, next page. Well, you know, so the weird thing is that, I'm, and it's a weird tangent to take, but it's just Sorrentino in general. Uh, Old Man Logan, he was doing that Japanese when he's fighting the samurais. 
Mm-hmm. And God, that that art was so good. With every which way you were looking, you're just following the story, and it's so much fun. And then you'd read the uh, oh shit, what was it? Secret Empire? And his art was so rushed all the time. Well, they toned it down. They were like, you can't do all this. You can't like, do all the sweet yeah. stuff, right? And this book is just—it's fun to see that freedom that he gets to have. And I would—I don't know how Jeff is when he makes a um, what do you call script? It? a script on what he expects things to do. If he just goes, "Hey, Sorrentino," do hey, your, you don't do get Sorrentino to be like, "Do this for me." You be like, right. hey, do what you well, want. unless you're getting a Marvel page. <laughs> <laughs> but was, I mean, unless Marvel's paying for it, I'm sure they go, "You do what we want." Yeah. Tough nuggies. I guarantee you. But I'm Jeff Sorrentino, is like, he's Here, like, "Here's what I, here's what I wrote." Yeah, you fill it in. He's like, hey, two pages. Here's what's going on. You figure out what to do. Yeah. So, uh, eight, I would say. Yeah, eight for me, too. Oh, I'm going to give you it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. Actually. I'm going to give it a nine. This week, after that That's true. I, I after highlight. all this shit, I'm still going to keep it an eight because it was good. Um, it went by very quick. It just wasn't because, like, I think, like, I'm, you know, being 17 issues in, kind of getting that paper girls kind of nod where it's like, hey, okay, I need like, some answers. Like, yeah, I can't keep giving me questions. And no you know answers. where my question comes from? Uh, this has been made into a TV show. And I'm curious, I forgot who's making it, but what network saw this and was like, this is a TV show. But like you said, there's no been no answers so far. Right. Like in what's happened so far for a TV show, if it's going to be an hour long, could be like four episodes. Maybe five. Maybe it was like how much it sold in its first issue. Maybe. I don't know. But it just seems weird that they'd be like, let's get this book. Like that hasn't really started yet. Right. I mean, there's enough to do. But there's not enough to be like, hey, I want to buy it. I don't know. It's, it's, hard to know where, it, it's hard to know where to go with the TV show when you don't know the end game for it. I mean, so. if Jeff's like, hey, I'll help you out. Yeah. I, don't I hope not. I hope By the Jeff's, way, Jeff. I hope Jeff's like, I'm too busy working an eight-hour schedule. Com- there's no way. He loves comics. He's doing like 1,500 comics right yeah. now. And they're all good. X-Men. Number one, that is uh, Lionel Francis you and what, Jonathan what? Hickman, the first issue of the X-Men uh, post powers in House of X. Dawn of the Mutants. This is the or first of the Dawn of what? X. Yeah. Is it DX or DM? DX. Dawn of X. Is it Dawn of X? Okay. Um, so in this issue, uh, it's kind of like two parts. The first part is, uh, well, actually, no, three parts. We get a cold open with Xavier explaining to a young Cyclops that uh, it's okay with his power. And he can find a way. Like he can open his eyes, and he gives him the sunglasses that are going to block um, those ruby reds. Those ruby reds. And so he's like, "Oh, I can see again." He's like, "Yes." And basically, that shows you. It shows you the beginning. Xavier's like, "I got some plans for you." And in the background, you see the visor. Um, I don't like how Xavier looked like is James McAvoy. A little bit, did he? Yeah, he looks. I mean, obviously, he looks different than uh, current day one. Pepe Larez did, and yeah, the other. Well, one. he's also a different person. Because that one's Phantom Max. This is actual Xavier. In po- I mean, in Powers of X, they do all timelines. So. Oh, you're right. Um, and then we move forward to uh, Cyclops Storm um, going to save some mutants uh, that were taking capture to make this kind of like new technology or something like that mm-hmm. that some guy was going to inject himself with. And uh, Magneto shows up, for sure, so badass. Uh, and, Rips um, the ceiling right off. What's Polaris? his daughter's name? Polaris. Polaris. They all show up and uh, we get some uh, gorillas with PhDs. <laughs> that was great. Uh, he's like, I'm going to take, oh, these gorillas are going to be smart. We shouldn't take him. Uh, we shouldn't um, go easy on them. He's like, I got this. And they all go and they go say the mutants. And then Magneto shows up. And he's like, oh, that was quick. And he's like, once they saw how strong it was, I started dominance and they all started attacking each other. <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, 
<laughs> it just seems so fucking undone. Like, it's crazy. And that's, I mean, that's what I was expecting with this book. Like, uh, crazy. F- Hickman's good about crazy fun and also about crazy, like crazy big ideas. And so they go and save those guys. And then we actually, for the rest of the issue, most of the rest of the issue, we just get a summer uh, cookout, uh, the summers. <laughs> and um, a barbecue on the moon. I actually thought that was great because if you ever uh, read like Chris Claremont kind of X Men, he just has them doing random shit. Like that Wolverine uh, book that I have that I think I let you borrow, Alex, or you've read um, by, by Chris Claremont. Most of it's the wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of it's like a wedding thing where they're getting ready for a wedding. And in this, I like how Vulcan uh, is cooking the steak. And Wolverine's like, I want oh, it rare. rare. And he's like, oh, but I. So who's Vulcan? I don't know who Vulcan is. It's Scott's, bro- Scott's brother. brother. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I, being a I wish there was a family tree in this. I think that would have made more sense. My, so uh, Star Fox is part of the Star Jammers, and that is Cyclops's Vulcans and Havoc's dad. Right. And Kid Cable is Jean Grey and Cyclops's kid. But Jean and Scott aren't together right now. Or I are, think they are. I thought they, yeah, I think they, they are. are. Okay. I would just. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know if they are because this is a whole reboot reset. Okay. But I would assume they're together. I mean, she's part of the family. The funky thing is one havoc when they're on Kokoa, and Cyclops goes, "I'm going to go hang out with my family," and Havoc's going to be there, like making it seem like Havoc's already there. But when you look to the left on that same page, or like a page prior, a Havoc is just walking next to Vulcan. Like they're obviously heading out to go somewhere, right? But it just bugged me that he goes, "Yeah, they're they're there." No, they're not. They're right, fucking over there. Look to your right, you doofus. Uh, also, when Wolverine is in the Summer's house, and they're so you can use Krakoa and you can make a biome. So it's still set at the same way Krakoa is when you have the home nation, but you can take a little part of it with you and build something, which is really cool when they do the, you know, level one was your living quarters or your helipad or what have you. Well, Ron, See what you mean. <laughs> they're just right over here. They're right yeah. there. And just bug the shit. I mean, when they're t- yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my family. Those two are there. and Anyway, but Wolverine is here, and I don't understand that. He what? likes him. Scott's I mean, I know, they're, I know they're friends now. They're I get friends that. now. And it's probably less about, yeah, I want to sleep with your wife or your girlfriend. Did you see how, like, the order of the rooms goes, though? It goes, uh, like, it's 11. It's she's in room 13, but Scott and uh, Logan are 11 and 12, but they put 13 in the middle of the two, the two instead of, like, in numerical order. I was like, okay, yeah. Got Scott and Wolverine on each side of your room. Yeah, Vulcan uh, Gabriel Summers. I'm looking at a family tree. That's what you asked. Um, yeah, he's cooking the steak and he's like, "Hey, I want it rare." He's like, "All right, but you can't like." What does he say? Like something like, "You can't hold a man back when he's got it." Like it's my art, and he. Uh, so, he's, he, so Vulc- I assume Vulcan's got firepower, and so he tells us that yeah, I'm using my firepower to to make this girl amazing. Uh, I'm just doing what I do. Cooks that meat. Medium, or was it medium rare? Yells at Adam, gives yeah. it to him. Damn you! You son of a bitch. He says, he goes, don't make me fight you. <laughs> <laughs> fight. Um, but later his dad, and, and I think um, and uh, Scott have a nice little talk where his dad kind of seems like doesn't really get the new kind of X-Men kind of thing. Uh, he's been away uh, as a space pirate for a stars. And so uh, he's like, doesn't know that gun that cleans the dishes. He's like, yeah, that's kind of gross. And he's like, it's a compromise. He cleans the dishes, and he's like, uh, "I think it might be too dangerous." He goes, "He goes, uh, it's always been too dangerous." But out there, all I could think about was uh, dying, 
And he goes, I'd rather be here thinking about the people I love. And so it's worth it for me. And he goes, hey, you're a good kid. So uh, I did like that moment too. So it kind of, I like these kind of moments because it builds this kind of uh, family and its character moments. That way, when something does happen to one of these people, you feel it more than just being a random person. Like if something happens to Vulcan down the line, you'd be like, hey, that was, I like that guy. He so, made good stakes. He made good stakes. Or when Wolverine uh, goes to save or something like that, like you'll know being like, hey, they have a history. Uh, but then we get the end. Um, see the new big bad. Um, At the Orcus Forge. What's his name? Killian? Kilgron? What is his name? Kill something. Uh, Kill Devo? Dr. Devo? Dr. Devo's like a human, but he's also like an advanced kind of human. So he wants to kill the mutants. And they're developing this uh, thing to bring back. Um, who are they going to bring back? Isn't her husband? Yes, her husband. In which we don't know who it is. No, I, I, the way I was telling Garrett, I thought maybe this is the case, is that hey, in House of X, when they're up at the, yes, the planet. That's what he talks about. There have been some sacrifices. Her husband died up there. Yep. And who was he again on the ship? He was the security guard. He was the one that he went to go intercept the mutants when they showed up, when they docked on the spaceship, and they blew it open, and he died. So she's figuring out a way to bring them back. So if she figures that out, then the X-Men and the humans have ways of resurrecting people. Yep. Right. And so what does that lead? So I like that. So there's little hints of future story here. That uh, also earlier when Storm, when they rescue all those mutants, she's like, I'm going to stick around with these two. There's like a gold and like silver person, little kid. And she's like, they're super powerful. And until we figure out what they're up to, I'm going to stay with them. So I think also that's a hint being like these two are going to be important later. These yeah. two kids. Um, so overall, as an issue, I mean, it's not like a blockbuster kind of with a, a cliffhanger, but I think there's enough character work, but also drops of future stories here that I actually do enjoy it. So art was fantastic. Art was really great. I did like that. It was like a more detailed approach to the characters. Yeah. So for me, this was a nine. Liked I'm giving it. it a seven. Liked it. Seven. It was like, it was more favorable, but uh, it didn't give me that like, heck yeah, the X-Men are here. The best scene was washing the dishes. That's disgusting. Um, I think if I I was telling the boys before we had started the show, or at least Garrett, and again, don't know how much Marvel was actually listening to. But, uh, I don't think it was. But I, if I hadn't read House of X and Powers of X, I actually may have been more excited about this issue because I wouldn't have known anything. Yeah. I mean, the payoff is I did know stuff. Um, I knew who the bad there guy was is. A, I, know, yeah, I was going to say the bad guy. All these things that we've already been laid out for uh, is exciting. But I think, unfortunately, House of X had so much action, so much anticipation that I expected there to be a little bit more. And I realized we're splitting into 12 other books now that are going to come out of the X-Men universe. I'm going to get all my fill. Six. I'm going to count Wolverine, so seven. Seven. Uh, well, six right away. Then yeah, later six on. originally. And then seven in February. Um I mean, obviously, I'm going to stick on this book. I made a mistake of not getting Avengers when Hickman was doing the Avengers New Avengers. And if you um, think back to that book, I don't know if uh, the first issues for those books, too, were slow starts. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's the thing is I had started those over and I was like, oh, yeah, they're kind of I'm kind of bored reading these. But it lays down the groundwork. I know it's going to be an amazing read. I'm going to give it a seven just because this wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but it was good. And after you're done with this, if you keep it popular enough and the guy makes enough money. May he'll go back and finish Black Monday Murders. Uh, I, I hope. That. I hope. And East yeah. to West, maybe he'll get back under Frontier. That's never coming out. East to West is almost done. It's still mm, coming out. Yeah. It's not as often as it used to. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You know what? What'd uh, you give it? I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. So we're going to talk about my favorite book, 
that I've actually been the most excited to talk about tonight. Uh, Batman number eighty one. Tom King, art by John Romita. John Romita Jr. I uh, the reason I'm actually excited to talk about this book is I thought this book was the biggest steaming pile of shit I've ever read. <laughs> no, I mean it, you, uh, you didn't read Superman Year One. You're right. You're right. I did, you're right. I didn't read that, but I saw the art in this book, and it was horrible. I mean, just purely horrible. It it, it definitely feels like John Romita filled in. Yeah, like it was supposed to be somebody else, and that quickly they're like, "Hey, we need you to do this issue quick. Can you draw some squares on these pages for us?" <laughs> Otherwise, it was yeah, it was meh. But like story and plot wise, like Batman's motivations for leaving Gotham was the biggest deflated balloon I've Here, ever seen. Here's in what my I'm going to say, because you both are hated. Uh, what I'm going to say is, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't great because right. there's a lot of exposition of him being like, "Here's the whole story and why I did everything," and it's it's not really told that great. It's more like. If I saw a movie at the end, somebody gave me a, she'd be like, this is why the person did this. And like, okay, why, why, I didn't like, there needs to be some sort of hint of that throughout the story rather than you just tell me after the fact. He's doing a, a Zack Snyder <laughs> with the Marcher Man. Yeah. Um, but um, that's, uh, I still don't understand why uh, Thomas is bad. Like, I still don't understand. He just yeah. wants, he doesn't want something to be Batman. So he's going to kill these people? He's going to kill all his I, kids. I, I still don't understand. So, yeah. But the thing that, uh, that boggles my mind is how the whole 81 issues was planned by Batman, by Bruce. Bruce goes, yep, I I realized Gotham Girl <laughs> yeah, had this power, and then I had to go talk to Bane, so and, basically and I had saying, to show them that when Bane breaks me, that Bane feels so good about himself. Then I fixed myself. Yeah, that so then I came back and kicked his ass. That was the end of the issue, you know, issue 50, where it's like, oh, we got fucking duped. It was Bane this whole time, and then Batman's like... No, no, I, I do Bane, and now he thinks that he has the upper hand when I've actually had the upper hand the entire time. <laughs> I let them break me. I let them stabbed and beat the shit out of me. I kept repeatedly. one vial that I hid, hit it, and then Bane still found it. <laughs> he did say like, <laughs> I wasn't like myself uh, that way. Uh, and then Damien, like he, he just played stupid to get into the Batcave. All this stuff being like that we had issues with in the past, being like, why would they do this? Why would they do this? And like, oh, it was part of a plan. Um, so the whole plan was for I, I will agree to with die. You guys. Yeah, it is. It is a weak uh, storytelling uh, uh, thing to do. To be like, oh, actually, you guys are wrong. Like all the stuff you didn't see. This is. I hate when that happens. You should be able to go back and read and be like, here's hints of these kind of things. But never once does it happen. I can. I. And no realm other than maybe Superman, Year One, would I ever believe that Batman would go out of his way going, hmm, how can I kill Alfred and use it. To fight someone, I think he didn't plan for that. But he's not even like. I, really I still feel. I feel like Alfred's still alive. I mean, I, he's got to be. I'm sure it's probably Clayface. Yeah. that he killed. Right, and then and Alfred the, will be like, "What's up, bat bitches?" And they'll so like storm in. Did he and, say like, that? Because we saw Joker and Riddler walking, walking and it, and he said Clayface. He had him undercover. Was Clayface both of them or something? No, he was Joker. He was Joker. Joker. So in the so Riddler Joker out. war. Was no, it was, just, it was just when... What part? He left town. When he left town. So, yeah. Oh, as cops. Yeah. So, that's the part I don't get either. So, his Didn't dad... did beat the shit out of people I know. and, like, try to kill people? Well, his dad beat him to a fucking pulp. He never came back to Gotham before going to find this uh, memory guy. Um, how the fuck does Batman plan this huge I'm operation? Batman. I know. How does he plan this huge operation without, A, even coming back to Gotham? 
what is he phone clayface hey clayface i need you to white i need you to knock out joker be him for like three months and i'll be back like did you read a uh, superman year one i got you down da- i got down buddy i know <laughs> i got just, you down to the t i think i, I mean i gotta say though sorry i did read 79 80 and 81 and i did like issue 79 where it was clay man and it was bruce and Selene on that beach and that resort oh, that was fun watching yeah, the that, that was great when i saw and then the PI, it and- went right into this and piece of shit and i was like what are you i don't understand what's the point matches Clay- malone clayman yeah Matt joelle Sloan. jones they all draw and not not over sexualized callum but they always make her look so nice so right. elegant uh i and so i, I mean, guess she I, was I, in this I, issue catwoman yeah but she's, she's yeah. biting you can't really tell right like because she's like but there's she's like solomon grundy and tall yeah. doofus McGill. she's like in the background but once again the art seems rushed so it's kind of hard to tell that she was there but who else was he fighting in the beginning blockbuster i don't know when he steps on curb stomps his face yeah and then two-face like shoots a couple caps into him and he's like no not no other one what that was the book issue before that was issue yeah. before well whatever yeah and so I also don't believe that, like, so Batman was weak and wounded, whatever, and he came back, you know. This Batman seems so fake to me, that like, being here in Gotham. I'm like, you literally had no character development besides having a, like, getaway with Catwoman, and that made you be Batman again? Well, he went to the pit, he said, right? The Lazarus pit. That's where him and his dad were going. He got left in the pit. He got left in there, but he didn't actually dip in or anything. No. So, my other, so anyway, like that's what I'm saying. He crawled out, didn't go back to Gotham, but somehow he organized this entire cool covert plan. So he fucking left him in the sand, and he got healed and everything. Maybe oh. he fell in the pit. Man, mm. that's why he's crazy. Good I don't know. So it the, just seems like it's crap. He, I feel like Tom King's not going to stick the landing, which is obviously going to dovetail into that 12 issue Batman Catwoman. But which I'm like, coming out. which got delayed? Yeah. Yeah. So the nice thing is not nice. I'm lying. <clears throat> The uh, the best panel of this whole book is Constipated Bane. <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking Hulking by the bad up. signal, just Hulk, like, up. Mm, my city. I can and feel things going on, rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you, Bane. I will agree with you guys. I've been defending Tom King and defending this whole run. This is the first issue where I'm like, man, you guys are right. <laughs> no, like, so, like, I, I think Tom King is a great writer, but I feel like, yeah, but this, just, I feel like 2019, he just dropped no, off. He's, he's a like, good writer. Stopped. He's a good writer. Like, if you yeah. write something else, I'm going to read it. But yeah. as a storytelling device to be like, all along, here's what's been actually been happening, but you right. haven't seen any of it, it's 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 a weak Insulting. story device. Right. And, like, I still feel burned from Heroes in Crisis. Like, I'm just like... Yeah. Heroes in Crisis put a bad taste in my mouth. From yeah. And my thing is that, because when we were talking about uh, year one of Superman number three, I was thinking, you know what? Tom King writes an amazing Superman. And all it was was, like, a four-issue span for that 1,000 mm-hmm. issue where it's him coming back to Earth when it's getting destroyed by the sun. It's like, oh, that's exciting. Right. Anyway... Um, we go to what Robin Damien hanging upside down, talking to uh grandpapa holding the gun to his head. And Damien goes, Yeah, bitch, I got you locked down, let all the family back in. Okay, what the hell is Huntress doing there? Is she even part of the family? Yeah, she's well, Bruce's daughter, Batgirl. It's Batgirl and the Birds of Prey are there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess Black Canary wasn't there. She's Huntress is Bruce's daughter from a different dimension. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? But in no. this one, in this universe, she's, she's family, yeah, she's the part of the crime Bartonelli family, so it's not his daughter. What's up? Helena Bartonelli. But now it makes sense if she's working with Batman. In Earth 2, that's Batman's daughter. So Earth 2 is, is Thomas Wayne. So how do we kid. know this is not Earth 2? <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> if you're telling me that we transitioned from Earth 1 to Earth fucking 2, why would she, why would she be there? 
Because she's friends with Rick Batgirl. Grayson there? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, that know, fucking pisses Dick, me off, too. I understand Dick Grayson isn't there, but why wouldn't Rick still show up? I know. I don't know. He's I dropped that the, book. He's like probably in the background somewhere, guys. I'm hiding. Maybe That's what he's, I'm saying. Like, this, this, this whole storyline just wasn't really thought out with great what detail. What if it turns out that he's Thomas? Another confusing thing is, okay. Or he so, was Alfred. So Damian Wayne, Orphan, uh, even Batwoman, Batgirl, this whole team, Tim, should be able to take out Old Man Winter here. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, they beat the shit out of him. Who's the one that backhanded him into the face and like caved his face? I, did you see his lower <laughs> lip? She just his, like backhanded him and his, his face just went say, smushed. From like, his face. upper lip up is what indented. Was he was in uh, the new issue. Someone like hit him in the face. They backhanded him right in the face. Fist. Oh, Thomas. Yeah, into Thomas. Sorry. Into Thomas's face and like smushed it like fucking Joe. And I mean, his jaw sticks out for Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, he's dead. So. <laughs> well, then there's the thing is that they're all like... um we're gonna we're gonna beat you and we're gonna kill you and like no we gotta show him mercy. Oh. He's like I'll show you mercy. Stabs Tim in the chest with an arrow. Well, because she yeah, Hunter tries to shoot him with the arrow. He's like no bitch. The way he grabs the arrow is weird. Like I was trying to do it with my hand. It's like his elbows like this and he grabs it like like this. Like why would you like why would you grab it like this? Like trying to grab it like yeah. Why like, wouldn't you jerk? He it? does this. So I have my hand. If you hold out your hand, uh, and Inverted. you have your palm facing the floor and then turn your hand. That's how he has it in the panel, and he grabs the arrow and then sticks like this. So it's but why don't you grab it like like this? Just doing it without an arrow. I don't know. It just oh, seems very strange. Oh. First off, they didn't have this guy like they were just he was just chilling there. Like they're all deciding what to do with him, not in any handcuffs or wrapped up or anything. This guy who was about to kill Damien, and they want out of the picture. They just let him fucking chill or what? <laughs> Let's let and, them heal up while we talk about what we're going to do and, with them. Yeah, just, like, I stands. can't believe that just because, yes, he was like Batman in his universe, that he's ultimately able to knock out six trained Batman sidekicks where three of them are fucking like, if Batman were to die, they could take it over and be Batman. Well, you've like, got, I don't I mean, know. They, did, they did just beat him up, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They he beat had, him like, up. No chance. And then he just came back and beat it. I was like, okay, so God mode. Cool, but that's the thing is, that, well, and it it goes even further from God mode because then after he gets done throwing the kids into the clock, we hear all this crunching and banging. And stuff. He literally walks face first through the wall, doesn't even move his hands. I'm a robot. Also, I'm pretty sure that clock doesn't actually work. No, it's not supposed to work, but it's running. It changes time in the different panels, and I was like, "The fuck! That clock has never worked. That's the whole point. He leaves it set at the time that his parents died." Yeah. Or when it's not correct, he turns it over to where it should. Right. Be. So right. I, I, I'm going to give this a four. Guys, I, next, next issue, you're going to find out that they let him beat him up. That, and that's um, the thing is, I know the whole that's what this whole thing is going to be. It's all going to be. I planned out this thing. Well, I'm, I'm the best Batman. This is even more God mode than when Scott made the book. I know, and so that's the thing with I think like Tom King lately for me is just at a point where he's like, oh, you thought this was happening? Guess what? this happened instead and i'm just like how about no like just because we guess it or whatever doesn't mean that like you're all of a sudden a bad writer like just give us a good story i like tom king just fine obviously you wouldn't know from this mr miracle is fantastic it's one of my favorite visions fantastic one of my favorite uh and i i did like batman and i the thing was is this issue kind of ruins some of it for me because you can't just go back and be like like imagine spoilers for six cents but imagine at the end they go, oh, he's dead all along. 
the whole movie, people were talking to him, seeing him, stuff like that. And you'd be like, there's no instant there's one in which you see that he's actually a ghost. But you, the, the good part is you can go back and be like, oh, shit, nobody ever talks to him except for uh, the kid. And all this stuff happens. And like he, he punches a window in one scene and they look out and he's still there. But they're always like, they're like, Who's, who did that? And stuff like that. So it makes sense. Like everything makes sense of why he's a ghost. But it's there all along. So that way when that happens, you're like, oh, shit, you can watch it again. When you go back and read this, there's no kind of hint that Batman knew any of this all along. Yeah. No. Well, and even it, when he's and by it himself. ruins the cliffhanger of issue 50. So for us monthly readers, I mean, even if you read it by trade, you would see that big betrayal. It doesn't. So you're just ruining your cliffhangers. And we, we have seen instances of Bruce either by himself or we're reading a narration of, his, of what he's thinking. He would be saying, like, I, I'm planning this. Because there's nobody else there that like like yeah. he wouldn't have been like oh geez what am I going to do next he would be like yeah hey, I know what I'm doing next like this is all part of the plan well and there's I don't think there's any way that nightmares would have happened the way it had where he'd be like yep yeah, I'm gonna voluntarily let Scarecrow get a hold of me and choke the shit out of me with some gas so I I I I'll go six I'm going I'm four no this is four sure. this is this is less than average because there's and I have hope for the last four issues because Mikel Hanin's going to be in there. But if this is the type of storytelling we're getting through 85, then it's not going to be. No, I, this issue is to be like, hey, he knew everything all along. The next four are just going to be action-packed, him being in pain, So, Right. And like, I'm actually not that excited for them to fight because like, I've seen it a million times. Well, what's going to happen? You got to do Someone's going to break someone's it. back. And I mean, I went at the end of this where, okay, if Batman's going to keep fighting, you if you're going to break Bane, send his back. You're going to break his I want legs. that Batman for Superman year one to show up. I'll fucking kill you oh, with this gun. That that one time I'm fine with Bane just crushing his face. <laughs> All right, are we done talking about that? Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to uh, Captain America number fifteen, written by Tanahisi Coates and art by Jason Masters. Um, what do you guys think? This is a book that needs to move a little faster and a little farther. No, we, I like this issue. We're so focused on the same stuff over oh, and over boy. and over and over and over again. I'm coming off of I thought fourteen was the most boring issue I've read of Captain America. Is in that years. the one with the best cover though, where he's being sneaky? Uh, no, that's 13. Oh, okay. Uh, 14. I read that one a long time ago. I yeah. can't remember this what book, was going on. Like, I get it. So it's got, you got the Daughters of Liberty, you got Captain America. They're both trying. This is the part I don't like about these two working together is they're doing the same thing. They're like trying to solve all the same I crimes. Think it, I did think it was funny. He's like, he left. Yeah. And he followed the same people and they ran each other again. So then all of a sudden, that's what I'm saying. Again. I was He's just like, oh, like yeah. you guys are. Not working, you're working, working together, together, but, but not, not working together, but you're going to the same fucking place to do your own separate things for the same objective. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, Captain America himself. I mean, I guess I get it. This is just Legend of Steve is what the storyline's called. But I also think like it doesn't seem like, you know, the Captain America we've had this series. It doesn't seem like him. It seems like he's been written differently to me. I mean, I was just like, I don't feel that emotion. I don't feel that weight of responsibility. I don't really feel anything. But but it doesn't even feel like it's about Steve. Like That's right. the problem is that you, when I think of a Steve Rogers issue, it's going to be focused on Steve trying to find not necessarily himself, but how to get back to feeling more like he used to. Like yeah. This would be something like if Captain had killed somebody and I was like, okay, I that's that's not me. I don't want to be that person. How can I find me? Yeah, and he doesn't feel like a road of self-discovery 
cops you know, coming to get us because we're talking shit about Catholics. So there was a narration that kind of just it didn't seem right to me where he said, so he was explaining, maybe that was last year when he explained the watchdogs. He's like, oh, these are just guys that didn't have girls meet them in the back bleachers. And so this is why they are the way they are. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, what? I I did not like that. I was like. A little off-putting. That, yeah, that was like, that put a bad taste What was the issue mouth. with the uh, border stuff? Was that two issues ago? Uh, I don't remember. Well, anyways, stuff. there was a narration similar to what you just said. Yeah. That also doesn't seem like Steve when he was like, guys, it's the law. They can't come across the border. Steve would be like, hey, dude, like. So let's save these people. He wouldn't yeah. be like, hey, it's the law. They should stay out yeah. there. Like, I don't understand that part. But um, I was just actually looking in here, um, looking throughout the issue. And um, he goes and has this conversation with Bernie about the cop uh, cop got killed. And they're wondering who, who it is and what it's for. And I don't really know the whole point of this scene. Just to be like, hey, so I wonder. I, I don't know what it ties into. What other book could be happening? I don't think there is one. Oh, I see. It's its own. And thing like this, so like this daughter's liberty. Like you know, we obviously know that Peggy Carter's back. She somehow traveled through time and is in this timeline. Well, they like there's the little plot with uh, Sharon being like, "Hey, what did you tell Nick Fury?" And she's like, "Oh, I gave him some information. Like, led him to this place where there's like a bloody Captain America symbol on the wall, or just in red paint." I'm like, "I don't." This is, and then it's like meant to be this huge thing, and I'm just like, "What? What does this mean? That doesn't mean doesn't mean anything." What do you mean? What part was that in this issue? I'm pretty sure it's this issue. I don't see anything in this issue with the red Captain America shield. That could have been 14. I think it's 14. Then oh, yeah. I, was like, I don't remember seeing that tonight. Well, anyways, at the end, we figure out the guy who killed that cop is Scorch. Yeah, and so I thought the villain choice was weird, and I'm like, I mean, it's fine, but also, it's weird that we saw that villain from the first arc that we just never got back to, or what's going on? Yeah, Red Skull, Alexander, Lucan, like, like I guess the, they're out there. They the, do talk. They talk about the sister or the I daughter. I mean, like that was their aunt, the wife. wife. Well, they figured out it was the wife. Didn't right. she say she was the daughter? I thought, he, I thought she, she was said the she was the daughter of Lucan, and, and they, they said think, wife. But then they're creeped out, going, "Ew, she's so young and he's so old." No, it's not like that. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like in Black Panther, like Maybe. we found Njadaka was like the villain pretty early on, and he was the villain throughout the whole thing, and still is. Dar was great in this issue, by the way. Art was Jason great. Jason Master's pretty good. Coloring um, looks like it's But I'm like, too. with Red Skull, Alexander Luke, and I'm like, that was just like a daily thread, like, hey, we got Red Skull, and then like never see him again. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, because like they were setting up the Myriad, which is that evil organization, mm-hmm. and then nothing, they, they're not, they don't. I feel like the four, last four issues have been kind of like, Doing other stuff. It's I don't more know focused why. on like the daughter's liberty and. Do like, you think maybe see, that he wants Lil Francis you to do yeah. the main story and he's busy with X Men, so he has to like get the people to do these kind of side stories here. Maybe, but at that point in time, you just start putting them on a nice rotation. Three issues here. To say you could go find somebody else. I'm sure. Uh, I, know, I know some good artists. Who? Michael Lark. Of course, pick him up. And he's busy. Take, with a, break, take a break from Lazarus. Yeah, it's like we just read, you know, Winter Soldier. Uh, by Ed Brubaker, and it's just like Get cool Steve Epstein. What's he doing? Yeah, Steve Epstein. I mean, I just kind of want like a Captain America book, and like they're not addressing Hydra Cap, which is like the first paragraph of every narration page for this book. He I'm escaped like, what four issues ago? Yeah, five. And so, so I, I'm like, what are you doing? 
Like, what are what are you, what is your current objective? And it seems like just nothing. Well, all it is is plot points for the future, and we're not focused on anything right now. Then just show us Steve. What's he doing his day off? He meets him right. with Wolverine. Like, they go, go, go let him punch the heavy bag over and over again, like in Avengers. I liked it, but it also like I, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to disagree that it felt like Smart we're spinning choice. wheels, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it sucks that we're spinning wheels because this book, you know, is has had great such great quality, but it always feels like it takes forever for this book well, to come out. I was going to say, I, I think this and Black Panther had the disadvantage of like the first six issues of both books came out so strong that we were like, this is the book. And then after that, it doesn't get back to what those six are about for a long time. And so it kind of feels like it loses what it was trying to do. But. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't feel like this means anything to the main story or what we've been doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. But maybe it'll come around and it will be about that. Yeah, so I'm hoping it's the long con. But I'm like, you got maybe one or two more issues for me to like for this story to get back on track. So I'm gonna be like, well, Adios, we're not bro. really going. Might be a anywhere. trade. Yeah. I think I think since Thaddeus Ross died, since he passed away, got killed. Why is he Captain. on the bad guys list? He's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> Well, being a bad guy does not make you a bad guy. <laughs> anyway, I think since he died, that's actually when this book started getting weak. Because then they, yeah. he got framed and all this shit. And it's like, no, that doesn't need to happen. Yeah, that and, was a plot point I wish they got rid of. Because like, the they kind of ruined Hulk a little bit. And that. the part with Black Panther for me is what was so exciting about them being in space. Then we blew it up to, we're going to travel to other planets. <laughs> and we're going to go to water planets. And we're going to go to Mercurus. And it's like, no, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Wait for uh, Killmonger to come back to you and then just beat the shit out of him there. This one doesn't even have a name. What? This one doesn't even have a name. What? Indodaka's guy? You can call it Doris if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then like when the cliffhanger was Scourge, I was just like, okay. It's heaven for me. It was Six. Good. It was okay. Six. I'm I'm with Garrett. This is a six. There's things that were fine, but it it's not living up to the Captain America hey, I'm expecting. Guys, this was a rough fucking week. It was Captain, Superman Year One, and then Gideon Falls. So I had shit between these Brits. So I mean, I felt like this was a seven to me. My mistake mm-hmm. is I put X Men before Batman. I read X Men last, but I thought that would be better. It was okay. No, I read Gideon Falls. No, I read something decent last. I think I don't remember. I don't know. This was not an exciting week. No, this I was, made a mistake when was, I made the list. This was like, a letdown. So, was there anything else though? No. Yeah, there was for me too. Let's say I had a, I, the books I had. There maybe one or two other books. Could have like read Doctor Doom. I thought you were going to read it anyway, just to chat that up and go. Yeah, this book was great. Mm. Superman Year One Number Three, Batman Number Eighty One, X Men Number One, uh, Captain America Number Sixteen, Fifteen. 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 Uh, getting the falls number 16 17 17 and spider-man number two yes it's comic books that came out this week and we reviewed uh get them wherever you get your comic books uh either in store or online anytime we we hope that you had better experience with your comics this hey and if you like did. them good yeah, well, to be did, fair you, you'll never have to listen to superman year one again I don't know. The next, if they do come out with a volume two to be fair wonder woman would be next to be fair it's so absurd and bad it actually is a little bit more enjoyable than reading something that's super boring. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm like, that's true. Like that Wonder Woman, give me a kiss. But you're Maybe not, you're laugh not so much. I laughed though. a lot of that book. Not intentionally. I mean, that's once again. You're if, uncomfortable. If Frank intentionally made those laughs, he's a fucking genius. But if he didn't, that means he'd be the Nick Cage of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the fall time, boys. 
And during the fall means that summer's gone, which means cold air, school, Halloween, but it also means a new TV season and uh, some comic book uh, movies also coming out. Uh, I wanted to do this in honor of the night we're recording this, uh, and I'll try to put it out as soon as possible, but uh, Watchmen on HBO is coming out, which we're all excited for. And so I want to kind of want to go down this list. Some of them have already started already. I wanted to see if anybody was watching them and what we thought of them. And then we have some stuff to look forward to. So the first thing on here, uh, I started uh, last month, and I wanted to see Garrett... Titans, you up a season two? I'm not up on season season two, but it's got Superboy, it's got Bruce Wayne, it's got Deathstroke, so I definitely want to catch Superboy. up. Superboy, yep, it's got Connor Kent in it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Red, it's Hutt. got Crypto, it's got what Jason kind of Todd, Donna Troy. He's like a he looks like I mean, the, actually we can look like the right like he should be a shepherd almost, right? Okay, like I would say like a naked Dalmatian. Yeah, that's cool stuff. I mean, he does look like a like a one of like the target dog kind of thing. Without the, without the spot on his Without eye. being so short? Is he short? Who's this? Crypto. Oh. He's just, I don't know, a white dog. Uh, the next one here is Stumptown, which started on ABC on the 25th. I actually watched the first issue, uh, episode, excuse me. How was it? On Hulu. I liked it a lot. I heard it's really good. It's Greg Rucka's uh, book uh, being adapted on ABC uh, about a detective. Uh, she's a private eye. Uh, served in Afghanistan, and she has a little bit of PTSD, but she's in Portland. Uh, doing some detective work, and I when I watched the show, I was like, "Alex, should watch this," because you would like it. It seems uh, up your alley. Um, uh, what's the guy's name from New Girl and from Spider Man and Spider Verse? Nick Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah, he plays uh, he's a guy in there, in there too. He's, yeah, he's in there. Um, not as not a very predominant character in there, but he is in there mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, there's another character in it way more, but that was good. Uh, some good music in the first episode. She has a mixtape that's stuck in her te- tape deck. She can't take it out, and it just plays music when she hits bumps and stuff. I like that's when I'd binge when like the whole season's out. So maybe one I'd, I'd almost want to read like, the first five issues of the book. Just be like, okay, I'm excited to re- watch mm-hmm. the show, and then never finish. Uh, either. going next to a movie that I have not seen yet, Alex. I don't think Alex has seen yet. Joker, Garrett. Holy fuck, you guys! Like it is through and through an origin story. Um, it's obviously a different take on Joker. First hour is pretty good. Um, right on the show, David Hoover said he saw it today. And he uh, didn't want to talk about it at first because he said he didn't know what he thought because uh, it was disturbing. Yeah, the second hour, you, you guys like you know how there, you know how there's like rated R movies that yeah. you could probably still bring some young kids to and like they won't be psychologically traumatized. You can't do that for this fucking movie. Like it is so it's over the top, um, but. And not to spoil anything, there is some scenes that you'll see from, uh, I would say, comic books mm-hmm. that have been adapted into this movie, especially the last like hour, half hour. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. It was a great character study, but I didn't enjoy it because of the violence. I mean, that's the, the It's weird saying that it feels guilty when you say you enjoy this movie just because of how like horrible it is. But I mean, it's it's Joker. I mean, it, it it's definitely worth watching. So now I've heard I've heard it wasn't bad. Reviews. It I've was not reviews, bad though. I've heard some people go, yeah, I really did enjoy it, and I've heard other people go, um, probably not for me. I mean, for me, I think it, I want to see it, but it's also one I don't need to go buy. I it. like it as a standalone, and I really hope it never has a sequel yeah. or anything like that. I I think it's just fine as it is, just a 
hey, this could be a way that the what, Joker... What do you think? Uh, DC said that they wanted to start doing these Elseworld movies. That's what the report first came out with. And then they said, hey, Joker, Todd uh, Phelps doing Mark Scorsese is uh, uh, producing it, which is funny because Mark, Mark Scorsese recently just came out and said Superman movies are uh, not a joke. movies. A joke, yeah. yeah. yeah which is funny because he just produced one. Um, I mean, technically, I guess it's a comic yeah. movie. But... Uh, uh, this was their first one. It's made more money than Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five hundred million worldwide. Last I checked, but I know it's. I think it's passing that. If it's going to pass Batman vs Superman, um, so their first one is a critical, critical, and financial success. Elseworld. Do you see them doing more of these? Then I definitely do. Um, I think they need to. Uh kind of keep the star status of the movie they do pretty high. I mean, for these one-offs, alternate worlds to work. But, I mean, I can already see their, like, wheels spinning about, like, who should they do next? And I thought I heard some rumors on if there was to be one. Do you think that's the route they go with Superman since they can't figure out how to do them? No. No, I I think Superman's too big. I just think... You don't think think they would Kingdom Come? But, you know, you guys know about uh, J.J. Abrams. He signed on with Warner Brothers. I mean, he's going to... He's fixing... He's got to be probably the next godfather of this of those super he signed a deal with warner media uh to do movies for them apple wanted him but apple also wanted to restrict him more on what he could do outside of apple like he would have to be logged down to be like five movies for apple that's it or warner was like yeah you can just do your own thing but you just give us five and jj did actually make a superman script and submitted it and it just never got picked up i also heard it was horrible yeah (laughs) i mean it was spanning his whole life um do you think it was Superman Year One? So no, would be get that fun adapted? would be a Superman. I actually like Man of Steel still. I watched it no, uh, I, on I, TV. That movie's good, but the rest of them, man, just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Is it Superman Secret Origin? Where it's the four issue run by Kirby's Secret Zay. Identity. Damn it. Secret Origin. Secret Identity is, yeah, like Origins, the, the six issue Origins, run. Jeff, Jeff Johns, Johns yeah. Gary Frank, which is also really but good. I was say, uh, Secret Identity would be a, nice, a fun one to see. Holy. I'd be, I'd be balling like a baby in that I know, last movie. But that's like, that's, to me, that's one of those, even not necessarily lighthearted, but it's not the, hey, watch someone. I'm, a, I'm not spoiling anything because right. I haven't they seen could, it. They could do Secret Identity because it's close enough to comics, but it's not exactly. And I think that's what they want to do with those movies. And I think I think what's missing in a lot of like the DC movies is you want like your audience to associate with the hero. And like Marvel's great at that, obviously, because you have all these different these different people from different backgrounds and you can associate with them. And I just think like, I mean, I get it. They're superheroes, but I mean, you know, with Superman, you want to feel that humanity and feel that personable uh, like relationships. And like it's when you get to the Batman versus Superman, it's just like, Martha, you know, do you bleed? Yeah. Do you bleed? You will. It's like, it's just like oh. violence, action. Disgusting. It's Yeah. Uh, next on the docket here is a show that I do not watch anymore. Uh, I was curious if Garrett so the The Walking Dead. No, uh, I didn't realize the show. Was I've heard the rating. I I read an article. The ratings are at an all time low. It premiered on October sixth, so a couple weeks ago. Here, uh, there's a picture associated with this article. And the only person in the picture I still recognize is Michonne. Everybody else, I don't know who that is. Um, I, it's Michonne, Daryl, Selena, and uh, oh, he's Carol. Not, he's not in that picture, really. Uh, Batwoman premiered on October 6th in the CW. I haven't caught up with that yet. I think Are you going to try it out? Uh, I did hear that um, it was good. So I, I do. I like Batwoman a lot. It looks interesting. It's based on Greg Rucka's run. Right. Elegy. It does look mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I just... Uh, in it. When I saw like the trailer and I saw some behind the scenes things, I was like, you know, it's just 
it is similar to that, but like what they're doing with like Batman in there, um, it's just like it's really different. Um, and you know, I watch Supergirl, and that's like not even about Kara Zor-El anymore. It's about a bunch of other things. So it's like it's hard for me to want to go into Batwoman, even though I what I've seen, like I've seen like her like doing the motorcycle in Gotham City, and that looked cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. I like Ruby Rose. So maybe I'll check it out. You like Ruby Rose? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are on the edge of her. I don't know why there's like hate and animosity towards her because like I've never seen her in anything. Is yeah. she in Orange and the New Black? I think so. Yeah, she was good in there. I, okay, I guess she was in Pitch Perfect three. Uh, yeah, she's in yeah. Supergirl. Speaking of, uh, appeared a couple weeks ago. Uh, premiere. Excuse me. What do you think, Garrett? Um, so I watched the first two seasons of that show, and it was actually really great. Um, because it's. It's about Kara. It's about her characterization, character development, and her surrounding friends and family. When you get into season three, it just takes a real huge... I mean, I sorry, the end of season two. No, I watched these two. Season three, I watched like the first half, and it takes a real tangent and doesn't even focus on Kara anymore. She's not even like... She is the main character, but she's barely in it. It's focused on other people and you other characters. You think once they got the okay to use Superman, then they're like, hey, we can just do everybody. Like, it doesn't have to be a Supergirl show anymore. Right. And that's what it kind of turned into. It's like, and then Supergirl's got the biggest issues, though, but she gets no screen time and just, like, avoids her problems and, like, nothing ever goes her way. And there's a lot of focus on her sister, Um and I don't know, I just, I know there's so much rich history about Kara Zor-El that they don't even touch it. They don't even, like, touch on her Kryptonian, like, uh, family or anything like that. They, it's all about, it kind of feels like an Elseworlds yeah. movie where there's Easter eggs for other people's properties, but not Supergirl herself. Uh, the next three, I'm going to just go past fast because I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. watched it. Black Lightning oh. premiered a couple weeks ago. Uh, season three did The Flash. You still watch that? Yeah, I still watch Flash. Season six premiered on October 8th. And then Riverdale season four, October 9th premiered. That's season four already? Mm-hmm. Uh, Arrow. Arrow season seven um, or eight. I'm not there yet. Oh, you're not? I'm sorry. Uh, Adam's Family uh, came out on the 11th. I heard that was a uh, dud. Uh, really? Yes, what I heard. Bummer. So it, it, it looked the animation yeah, it looked looked good. Cool. I like the animation. Um, Arrow, as uh, Garrett just said, premiered five days ago, the final season. Um, I got to tell you. That Arrow premiere was incredible. Best that show's been since season one and two with like Deathstroke and uh, Malcolm Merlin. Wait, he's still alive? Huh. No. Deathstroke? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, he is. What? He never got killed. I think I got put in the eye. No, that's the one eye. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, I mean, I think the real thing that brought that show down was Felicity. Like, she was like crying all the time and like. Bronze Tiger's in there, I see. Bronze Tiger's in there. Uh, so yeah, the last three seasons have been good. And then Red this, fir- back. this first episode was the best of the show almost. Like one of the best episodes. I did lo- love watching the show when it was good because the fight choreography was great. Oh yeah. And like this first, I mean, this first one, they, it's like Green Air. I'll give you the premise of this episode. It's him on Earth 2 coming back from the island because the anti-monitor, is, or sorry, the monitor is trying to get him to... Um, get these dwarf particles and so he has to infiltrate uh queen uh consolidated but on earth too and something happens at the end Ooh, can i do spoilers yeah I don't know if you read it so spoilers if you're i have seen something right. here so they can understand um all of earth two gets consumed by antimatter um because the anti-monitor is coming uh in the crisis on infinite earths and every character in earth two dies the whole universe dies 
So like you've met certain characters in this Arrowverse TV shows. Um, they're all dead. So, oh. yeah, it literally has people. It's like the Thanos snap. Like people are running towards this portal that Oliver's taking out of there and their people are just turning into ash and getting absorbed by antimatter. That's cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Watchmen, as we had noted, the inspiration for this feature premieres tonight, the 20th. Uh, Damon Lindelof is going to, he's not adapting, uh, rather than adapt uh, Watchmen, it is continuing uh, 34 years after uh, Watchmen ended, uh, remixing and continuing rather than adapting. Since Dr. Manhattan and Osmantis succeeded in their scheme to prevent nuclear war, mass vigilantes have become outlawed, but that hasn't stopped a white supremacist group called Seven Circle from taking up Rorschach's iconic mask and going on a cop killing spree. Now cops have decided to dress up as vigilantes themselves and uh, go after the Seventh Circle. So it's in a world where the superheroes are cops because they have to be hidden because the Seventh Circle is killing cops, so. I'm excited. I really hope that uh, in one of these nine episodes, you see Dr. Manhattan. Oh, he's in the trailer, so. I know, but it's like a very far him. away shot, like him on the... Well, I mean, that's what I mean. He'll yeah. probably be in it, but... Yeah. He's still around. Osmantius is in here, played by Jeremy Irons. Yep. Yep. Jeremy Irons. Do you think they bring back uh, What's-His-Face for Os- uh, for uh, for Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen movie? Uh, I thought they... Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't know. I thought he was a great actor. For he it. was good too. Is that the guy from Conjuring? But I wonder if no, no, no. no, no it's no, no. Uh, that was it's uh, Barry's Owl dad. Oh, that's right. It's Owl Barry's Owl. dad in Justice League. I remember his dad. I I barely remember that movie. Mm. Uh, Billy Batson. So with the C, Billy Score. I don't know. Anyways, um, <clears throat> next one here. Um, Regina King, Jeremy Irons, Gene Smart as a older version of Ozymandias and Silk Spectre. Oh, yeah, she was still alive, right? Mm-hmm. Rorschach's the one who really died. Where's Owlman? Harley Quinn? Premiering this month on uh, DC Universe. Oh, yeah. Kaylee Kelly, uh, Cucho. How do you say her name? Kelly Cuoco. Uh, Alan Tudyk and Lake Bell. Uh, see the anterior try to join up with the Legion of Doom. So there you go. There's that. Runaways. Is that, is that the cartoon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Runaways season three on Hulu. Runaways is good. The first season, at least. I never watched season two. I'm going to be 100% honest. I actually uh, never knew season two ever came out. <laughs> so I just read season three is coming out. Uh, actually, it's a good show. So I'm excited to see. I'll go and watch two and see how that is. Um, and then, at the very least, the thing that uh, Garrett said might take up the majority of the time here, and we will see because I'm going to pull up a full list. Crisis on Infinite Earths premiered in December on the CW. Concludes in January 2020. Last year's Arrow crossover Elseworlds teased one of... DC's comic book's most famous events, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the 1985 maxi-series from George Perez and Mark Wolfman. The event saw various DC heroes and villains take a stand against the world-consuming Anti-Monitor and get its own small-screen adaption for the Arrowverse. All five shows plus 2020's League of Legends, excuse me, Legends of Tomorrow, League of Legends, uh, will come together to fight to save reality. The most important thing about Crisis is that it led to a creation of a single DC universe in the comics, from merging multiple parallel realities. No doubt that'll be happening at the end of the crossover. But everything else is up in the air. We have plenty plenty of uh, cameos. Brandon Roth is going to play the Kingdom Come version of Superman. Kevin Conroy, Burt Ward will also show up as Batman and Robin. For all intents and purposes, Crisis is DC's answer, answer to Avengers Endgame. 
since it'll be the final crossover adventure for Arrow and see some status quo changes in its fallout for the first time in a long time. The Arrowverse future is uncertain and it makes Crisis one of the most interesting events on TV this fall. This is from Polygon.com. Um, do you think they'll do that? Actually, while you, well, I ask you this question, then I'm going to look up who's all going to be doing the cameos. Um, do you think they'll do that? Make it all part of the same universe? Yeah, because Black Lightning and Supergirl take place in different universes. So I think they're going to do this and streamline them into one. So that way uh, they can get rid of that bullshit. Because uh, like originally they were, weren't going to have Supergirl in the same universe because it was going to be on NBC. First season or ABC. Uh, CBS. CBS. First season was on there. Now they're at CW. So they have no need to be in a different universe anymore. Um, so yeah, Black Lightning also takes place in a separate universe. So yeah, I think they're definitely going to merge all of them. All right, here we go. And we all know what the best one is, Marvin. So you better start with the best cameo that's going to happen. No, oh, actually, let me find a different list. This just shows the picture, and I can't. I, oh. I could have just named people. Uh, yeah, there's going to be three episodes in December and two episodes in January. Okay, this article's from a couple weeks ago, so it might be a little. Wait, it's only it's only five episodes. Yeah, five episodes. Okay. I yeah. misunderstood when Marvin said that it's starting this December and it's going through the next year. I no. And shit. I will put this out there that I think anybody and everybody should watch this because it's going to have so many cameos. The list that Marvin's about to read, there's going to be cameos from like every superhero TV show from DC, like almost ever. When you tell me uh, Dean Kane is going to be on it? Um, they haven't Terry, announced Dean Kane yet. Dean Kane or Terry Hatcher. Um, they were both in Smallville a lot, though. Um, so, kind of not some of the ones that I know off the top of my head. So, the best. Smallville. Tom Welling's coming back. Erica Durant's is Lois Lane. Um, we actually, there's a rumor that Oliver uh, Queen, played by Justin Hartley, will be in there. Because in last year's Elseworlds, there was a scene that, like, people got blown up. And they had Justin Hartley's Green Arrow suit, like, in the ashes. So, it was him that got killed. Um, he'll be in there. They're going to do Linda Carter. Uh, Wonder Woman will be in there. Kevin Conroy is playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman, like live action in the crisis. Burt Ward is going to reprise as Robin. Um, like Marvin said, Brandon Routh is not only going to play Kingdom Come Superman, but he's still going to play the Adam Ray Palmer in there as well. Um, Tom Cavanaugh is going to be back, but yep, as his he's cr- playing Pariah. They're going to have, well, the same actor that's playing Monitor is going to be dressed up as Anti-Monitor, so that's easy there. Um, you said Brad and Ralph. I can't find any good They're trying to keep a lot of them under wraps. Um, what are some other ones that I saw? Uh, they said that... Um, oh, Titans will make a cameo yes, in there. I just, T- the Titan show. Um, Constantine. The Swamp Thing? I don't know about Swamp Thing. I doubt it, since I got canceled. So throw him in, bring him back. That's how you. That's how you re-bring him back. You're like, hey, um, Tyler Hoechlin, Superman, Clark Kent, Tom Welling will be there. They're bringing back the Smallville Farm. Um, I can't find a list. Yeah, there's only fucking pictures. I can't tell. Them. There's a lot of leaks, but like, I they, thought what's your face uh, that played Wonder Woman is going to be in it too. Linda Carter. Yeah. Linda Carter. She'll be in there. Um, what about a? Uh, oh, never mind. Uh, Batman. Uh, what about Jared Leto? He's gonna show up. You hear that uh, new story that he tried to stop the Joker from being made? Yeah, yeah. But he's upset. He was like, "No, because I'm Joker." I'm like, hey, buddy. They'd be like Jack Nicholson being mad when he fled and took <laughs> over. 
Well, I mean, he was a little bit. I mean, he. But you know, the one thing is that now there's been twelve different Jokers. You got the psycho. You got. The oh no, he wasn't mad after Heath Ledger died. Jack Nicholson said, "Yeah, cause that's what the Joker does to you, something like that," which is kind of weird. So yeah, after something dies, but. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of. I don't remember all of them. Let me ask so you a many. question, and yeah. I, I think I can answer it on my own, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Um, I stopped watching all those shows because, as you, like you said, uh, Arrow eventually became about him and Felicity. Uh, Flash also seemed like it was going down that route, which it was more about him and um, Iris. Iris, um, but not even like in a fun way. It was just like them. Oh, they they're mad at each other. They're not going to date anymore. Oh, they're getting married. Like it really, anyways. Uh, Supergirl I never watched uh, Black Lightning and I watched like half of the first season and that just forgot about it um, think I just watched those five episodes yeah probably I feel like just jump in um, now Green Arrow they did announce they're actually going to be a show after Arrow's over um, called Green Arrow and the Canaries or something or maybe it's Green Arrow and the Birds of Prey what's it's going to be Green Arrow um, well somebody knew there's flash forwards in the Arrow show currently uh, his daughter Mia is gonna be the new Green Arrow. What about his son Connor? Connor is like the Felicity. Up, right? Connor's like the tech genius. Oh, so he's gonna be the the man in the chair, basically. But he's he's in that show, right? He is in the show because then, then his uh, girlfriend showed up one time. It was like, it, to his mom was like, "Here, I got you. I got a kid." Um, he actually doesn't have a girlfriend. He plays for the other team. So who he likes Connor? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, um. Doing them though. Yeah. What about it? Green Arrow. I just remember there was like a flashback at one point in the show when he was stuck on the island that his old girlfriend showed up and said, Hey, I, uh, I'm pregnant. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you want me, well, I, well, I didn't watch the show. Yeah. Her, so I don't know what happened. She's dead, but. Um, What's that? <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you that Spectre is going to be in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be in Crisis on Infinite Earth, Birds of Prey from the old TV show. Well, I do have Spectre was cast. That I saw. On this uh, they had uh, Jim Corgan. To be in there, play Specter. Um, yeah, I think you just watch the five episodes. Uh, for me, I'm most excited because there's gonna be Smallville cameo and like everyone that watches Smallville dies. Uh, no, I don't think she dies. Who dies? Stephen Amell. He's either gonna die or, ooh, Rumorsville. He becomes the Specter, so he could still be like you know, vengeance incarnate. So like you could have him cameo every now and again as the specter. Um, because there's a scene at the end of the last season where the monitor takes Felicity in the future to a portal that everyone assumes is going to see Oliver. So I'm thinking he has to do something for a certain amount of time. Steven Lowell has been cast as the specter. Yeah. So who knows, but I'm interested in maybe seeing it, but Kevin Conroy's Batman, dude. I know. And as I said, the two things that get me excited, Batman and I would be Steven excited Lobo. to see Erica Durant. So Steven yeah, Lobo was in. Steven and Lobo. she's going to be working with Batwoman in that crossover. Steven Lobo was in a Smallville. Yeah. Lobo was going to be in this? No, I would watch if Lobo was showing up. Um, uh, yeah, for me, like Smallville series finale was like pretty good, but it had obviously a lot of bad things in it so it's like hopefully i was like America. another two minutes or probably you know yes. another yes. half hours worth of smallville characters getting a little wrap up I, nice. I would think he'd have a bigger thing to do in that like, yeah hey, got it if i can see right tom right. welling in a superman suit because he didn't do that in Smallville. what if he doesn't what if he doesn't yeah. what if he's just in his little 
Like, I just saw him in Lucifer, and he, like, was full in on that. Like, I think that uh, he could definitely... I mean, he goes to cons now with Michael Rosenbaum. Like, and they asked Michael Rosenbaum, but they didn't have a script or anything, and he's like, pass. To be Lex again. Mm. Even though they have another Lex, they'd have multiple Lexes in there, and so... Who plays Lex? Uh, the guy from Two and a Half Men. Uh, not Cryer. Charlie Sheen, but the other John one. Cryer. John Cryer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. Let me know what you're looking forward to at Wednesday Comics. You can subscribe to our Twitter feed uh, at Marvin underscore Saguero at Garage 2188 at Alex Pastrello. Uh, YouTube. Um, you know, I do more on YouTube, but actually for the gauntlet, I'll go over to Twitter. I'll do that live from now on, I think. Get out there right away. Uh, and you can, uh, that way you can also talk with us. And maybe uh, if you're watching when we do the gauntlet, you can leave a little drop and I'll let the guys know what you say. Uh, Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Go there and like the page. Share it with your friends. Uh, we got a little uh, book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. Uh, we are uh, ooh, Sinister Core War number volume Sin- one. Sinister. It's Sinister Core War. Uh, Green <laughs> Lantern, Core. Jeff Johns, Dave Gibbons, Ivan Rice, Patrick Gleason, everyone's Scriver. Uh, also, Peter Jamasi does some of the issues in here also. So, the Green Lantern Corps was formed to maintain order of the universe. Uh, in this, uh, well, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but <laughs> the Sinestro Corps, I just let you know this, Sinestro Corps is not just random aliens. There's some heavy hitters that show up and become part of it. So, um, this is what got me into comic books, like uh, superhero comic books. I would share it with these guys and get into it. So, uh, subscribe to the show. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. Overcast, I saw. Uh, wherever you want to do it. Apple Podcasts. You know what, baby? Do whatever you want to do. Uh, go to Anchor.fm, download the app. You can send us a voicemail through that or call 605-215-1849. Make sure to drop us a voicemail. What do you think of Watchmen? Give me a review and we'll see. Um, Supergun's done, so I can't tell you that. But Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, go to rootsofswampthing.com, facebook.com slash rootsofswampthing, or on Twitter at DC World Swampy. Holland Files number four is available for pre-orders. Go ahead and pre-order that. Uh, also, two more shout-outs here before we go. Empire Comic Press. Go to empirecomic.press to see more information. The Rainbow, uh, excuse me, Rainbow. Robot Dance Club number one is out. Number two should be coming out soon, I believe at the end of this month, October. So go ahead and Get those issues. Uh, hit them up over there to see how you get it. I'm not sure exactly still how they're distributing those, but let them know. Uh, and also, uh, John Bivens, who uh, we brought to Supercon, him and Elliot Rahal, uh, Creature Feature of the, uh, what was the Cult Classic. Cult Classic Creature Feature number one, uh, got released last week, uh, or this week, actually, when you're listening to this. Um, and the first printing sold out. So uh, good job on them. So there you go. Uh, guys, you know, you know what, actually, it wasn't that great a week of comics. Not at all. There was a comic book that reminded me what great comic books are. And by that, I mean, it was so bad that I'm like, I think my son could do better than this. He's three years old. <laughs> uh, there were some comic books that were just like, eh, okay, sevens, six. And then there was a couple that were like, nah, these are good. Uh, but I think maybe, do you think, guys... It was a lackluster week because we got Watchmen to watch. Maybe they this is going to be better than all of it. I hope so. And I we're going to be so. like, you know what? Worth it. We will forgive you, comic books, for <laughs> sucking. <laughs> Next week looks fantastic, though.
Yeah, we gotta find. You gotta find six good books. Criminal. You guys get your Middle West. We got Ascender. We got a Criminal Middle West. Got to be on there. What Batman? The white. The one. The Curse of the White Knight. Oh, our Middle West is. Okay, gotcha. Middle West. I mean, uh, Batman the White Knight. Before we before we leave. I'll make um, we'll make the list so we can at least agree and go like, yes, that's good. Well, how about we do it after this show? Yeah, after yeah. we end this show. Yeah, that's what you mean. That's what I mean. Not Let's right put now. it out. There. Not right now. I Let's don't want to spoil. Let's put the show out there first. People Boom. are waiting for this show. Uh, that's true. For Wednesday comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, keep turning those pages. <laughs>